You are listening to Comic Talk 616, a podcast on all things nerdy. We can be found on Anchor FM or anywhere you choose to listen to your podcasts. Also, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and our website, comictalk616.weebly.com. You need to install a, a, a firehouse pole, a fireman pole, and just on the other end over there. So if you need to sneak by, you can just slide down it and go. When well, you see him walking over, you just escape. Well, the worst part is the other day he came by with pre, like the previews, and like he sat there with me. We're looking at all the books, and then because like now that DC like death metal's done with. What you gonna do? Like yeah, so he's like he like he's like oh this one's cool, this one's cool. Do you like like? There's an aliens book. I don't like aliens, so I didn't come out. But he's just like this, and so I'm just like, I just saw like my list getting longer and longer and longer, and I'm just like, that's why I don't hang out there no more. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm really excited, no, but also at the same time, my wallet is not. When I was there yesterday, he asked me if uh, if he wanted if I wanted him to to set aside the. Uh, Keanu Reeves's book when it starts releasing. Oh, like, Berserker. Uh, yeah, Berserker. I'm like, well, let me research that and see if it's one I'm interested in. It looks cool. Dude, it does look really don't, good. Don't just put my name down. I don't need a big stack like Matt and Jake. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> yeah, I, so now I have I have the new Captain America coming up. I have the, these one-shots coming up that like feature the X-Men. And then I have Godzilla when that comes out. I have the High Republic when that comes out. And then I have Reborn when that comes out. Nice. Uh, <laughs> When I go over there, he goes, are you sure? I'm like, that's not reassuring. So here's the thing. You know when, like, because of course he likes money. He likes paying his bills. But if he goes, are you sure? You know, that's that's a lot. Because when, you're, when your comic book dealer is saying, like, listen, this is too much for you. I don't think I've seen him since before Christmas. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that giant stack behind him. <laughs> he's like, hey, I mean, at a certain point, I should just, like, buy a truck. That's why he has a wanted poster on top of a stack of comics. Yeah. <laughs> they also have, oh, they have so many cool variants coming, too, that I'm getting, like, set aside. There's this one female artist who's just been killing it, and she's doing one of the comic book storylines, which has been really good. So I'm getting some a couple of her variants for some of her stuff. Um... Is that the the one from Marvel? Did you see the yeah. Story yeah. Earlier? Is that the same one? No. Oh, okay. Those look really cool. And then, um, yeah, and then Venom two hundred, like so, like the High Republic oh. didn't even like make it out, like it got sold so fast. I yeah, I can't, I can't follow those two. Yeah, I like. I'll follow those in audiobook form. I can't. I don't know if I can follow those in comic form too. Yeah. So no, like, like I went to go pick it up, and like, I was there like twenty minutes after he opened, and they were gone. For which one? The High Republic comic book series. Really? People probably they were. People probably yeah. pre-ordered them. And like, the, so here's another weird thing too: is like, there's this co- there's this variant comic for Spider Man where it's like all sketchy, like line work art mm-hmm. with a spider on there. That's like 
people have been selling it for like 50, 60 bucks for the cover. It's cool, but then the red one's even cooler, and that one's not selling. And like, there's nothing crazy in the storyline at all. It's just because like preferences. Yeah, like more people don't worry about that. That's me. Really like the, the yeah. That's and that's all it is. And the crazy thing is, it's like the next two issues, Spider-Man gets a new suit. So I don't know. It was it was weird, but mm-hmm. comics are expensive. Comics are expensive. <laughs> comics are as expensive as you allow them to be. They are <laughs> because comics themselves aren't all that expensive. It's just there's so many good storylines. Well, no, that... Co- comics are expensive are, are expensive because you don't you can't buy one. It's like Lay's. <laughs> you can't right. just have one. There's no way. I... They're they're more like Pringles. Honestly, cuz you just you can't you just don't eat one Pringle at a time. You just shove the whole tube down your mouth and then you go for the next tube. I don't even. How do you eat Pringle? That, that like a duck. You make the the. What do you mean? And prime you numbers mean? only. Uh, prime numbers only. Apparently. <laughs> he doesn't eat just one can of Pringle. He's like, no, can's empty. New can. <laughs> yeah. I nope. I and and one threes or fives not at a you, time. Not that you can't. Right. Like you don't eat just a single Pringle. Like you. Yeah. Get, and I have this it. OCD thing. My OCD doesn't kick in very often, but when it does, it's when I'm eating Pringles. But when you and pop I only up, eat them in prime numbers. So, this is going to sound terrible. Not a prime number. I'm not saying huh? that we should do this, but I'm saying what? What happens if there's just like a couple left? And like... I break them up into small chunks. <laughs> so you know what we should do? We should get them a thing of Pringles and like shake the can so it's just like trash. I just watch you Who's melt your down. With OCD, eat Pringles. Because <laughs> he sounds like he's I got used, it worse than you. I used to know a person. <laughs> he that does. Was OCD to the point where like too many cups couldn't be on the table at work. So like there'd be people's coffee cups on the table, and he'd like he'd like take one, he'd, he'd take his off and set it down on a seat next to him. So I put my cup back up there. <laughs> oh gosh! So he put his cup back up. And he knew he was doing it. It was kind of great. It's okay. For the longest time, I couldn't go up or down staircases without counting stairs. I, I broke myself with that, but still, sometimes I have to do it. And welcome to uh, Comic Talk 616. We're a podcast that talks about addictions and... Comics. Stairs. <laughs> well, the Pringles and Stairs podcast. Exactly. <laughs> anyways no we are a fandom podcast that primarily talks about comic books and other stuff too and yeah stuff and things um in this week's main topic we are doing a book review or a book club our first book review uh an actual like physical paper book instead of a comic book yeah but it's a star wars that's the first time this is our first book club this is our first book club welcome to the first book club Huh. I know, it's weird. Like, Why did I not realize that before? We're gonna, we're gonna, like, we have finger sandwiches and everything. It's great. Yeah. We'll yeah, and it's a book that I have not uh, gotten a chance to read yet, so. so Welcome we'll, to spoilers. the spoiler zone. We'll talk about it. It'll be, it'll be a bit of a spoiler, but 
it's also a bit of a like, here's why you should read this. And there's more books right now. They have three released yeah, it's, already it's in the, the same universe. Oh, okay. It's the first um, trilogy in that. Well, it's not a trilogy. It's like an arc. So there's different things going on concurrently. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. It's really cool. But we're going to tell you what we think about it and why we think it goes really well with a cup of, or best paired with, a cup of best slip coffee. Um, Non-shameful plug. I definitely think it is. But we'll get to that after yeah. news. Yeah. Anyways. And other things. I am Lord Jake, a.k.a. Lord Face Tat. I am Matt, also known as the Moon Baron. I am Stormageddon, destroyer of all. A.k.a. Stephanie. <laughs> I'm Dave. Steven. Steven. Stephanie. Um, anyways, how's everyone's week? Really, really good. Uh, oh yeah. Really, almost actually, burned uh, down my house. I mean yeah, I had a lot of, I had a really fun time almost burning down your house. Not burning down. It sounds like it was more of a almost melting your house down. Here's the thing. I'm Jake, moving anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Here's the thing, Jake. You, you we're using a heat gun indoors. That's your plan, sir. And I was holding that thing at least a good foot away from the thing I was heating up. Honestly, I'm moving. I don't care. On a wooden table. On a wooden table. You're using a heat gun on on a a wooden wooden table. Yeah. With a bunch of plastic and chemicals (laughs) and paper products. (laughs) You know, now that you say it. (laughs) But here's the thing. It was absolutely worth it because they came out beautiful. Apparently I made some very beautiful dice. Oh, that's cool. um, Bill Engvall has this comedy bit that's just for you. It's called "Here's Your Sign." Here's your sign. <laughs> yeah, well, here's you know you're in Clifton when. The well, thing is, we were cooking resident in Clifton, so. Well, I mean, it's Clifton, you know. That, yeah, the neighbors are gonna be like, "Oh, it's a familiar smell." <laughs> that doesn't smell like meth. What are they doing in there? What are they cooking over there? <laughs> How dare they! <laughs> No, so oh, that's just that's just even better that half the people in the room now, right now, live in Clifton. That's <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I used to live in Clifton, so I'm, I feel like I get a. I, I, st- I still live in Grand Junction. I, I just making, live like you, two blocks from the Clifton border. Oh, I was you're, you're from, on the border. Here on, I was burning Clifton super hard. Sam's like, I live in Clifton. Like I used to live here. <laughs> I can I I proudly can say that I have never lived in Clifton. I'm almost out. Just like two more weeks. Freedom. <laughs> cool. Anyways, how it's was your week, week, Steve? Good. Um, when you picked up the extended editions of the Hobbit trilogy yesterday, so mm. I started watching those again. The two youngest kids haven't seen them yet. At church, so. we were talking about the Hobbit, and um, my buddy Aaron's wife was just like, I don't want to watch those. And so course we got into trash talking her and uh <laughs> chayton was doing yeah chayton was doing the first ser- the the sermon and he's like okay if you could just open the first chapter of the hobbit today <laughs> and then they were talking about running a movie theater and i was like let's just watch lord of the rings or the hobbit and then they're like you're from colorado you don't get a vote and then chayton luckily chimed and he's like i vote for lord of the rings <laughs> extended edition but yeah pick those up watched um, the Unexpected Journey, and then watch the first hour of The Desolation of Smog before the girls had to go to bed. Then, promptly right after that, uh, me and my wife watched Kong Skull Island, which is a good film. It is, but 
He's the false king and the usurper. True. True. <laughs> I haven't seen King of Monsters yet. I think he's the people's king. King of Monsters it. was I've only seen fantastic. The first, the first Godzilla. So I'm trying to... I'm trying right. to be caught up on those three movies. I am like... I'm preparing for the thing. And Matt and I came up with rules of engagement for this war because we know how bad Civil War was. Uh, we're going to only use the monster legacy verse from the current movies and not, like, past movies. Because Godzilla has technically done everything. I'm pretty sure Godzilla's fought, like, the Hoppin' All Year in some comic. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, he like he has actually fought, like, with the Transformers and one, I think. Did you? Yeah, we, I could also use, like, Marvel stuff as yeah. continuity if I want. Well, you to. two are still young, but do you remember the uh, Godzilla cartoon from the 90s? I remember the Godzilla cartoon. Um, there was the where, where he would like, summon it, and then like his son would run around and do stuff, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I loved that as that a kid. That cartoon was on the only channel that was unlocked on my TV. Oh, really? So you actually got to watch it. That's I awesome. A lot of it. So, I never watched it. I, I, I think I, I saw so like maybe one episode I used to be... somewhere. Yeah. Like, Godzilla teams up right. with like so, a group of humans I and does stuff. And they had the nineties. I spent most of my time outside. So, so growing up, I like grew up on Godzilla. Like I remember, it was like one of the first things my parents or my mom exposed me to. So, like I watched it constantly, especially like when we traveled to like the Middle East and stuff like that, or like like Eastern Asian countries. Like it's huge there. So, like naturally, I'm like constantly watching Godzilla. So, so I used to run around with my mom homeschooling. Like, while she was cleaning houses. Oh. She so, used to say he was a loser when he was a kid. <laughs> he was child labor when he was a kid. I was child labor sometimes, but most of the time I was doing, like, my schoolwork. And sometimes I'd be done with the schoolwork, and I'd be like, she, my mom would be like, well, uh, they said that you could watch the TV. So I had, got, like, three channels I could watch, and for no apparent reason. Uh, one of them was, like, the Lifetime channel. But, uh, Oof. Ugh. I, that's child abuse. I, yeah, I don't know why I was allowed to watch that because I shouldn't have been able to. All that is is sex and murder on that sh- on that channel, like legitimately. I think, I think it was because I could watch Murder She Wrote, and I liked the mystery show, and I guess it was safe. Um, I also I mean, watched Murder She Wrote was actually a pretty good show. I actually it got, was. I also got I, to watch. Uh, I got agreed. to watch the Star Trek, the original Star Trek, and Batman on the um, the, the Adam Mess Adam, Adam West. Yeah. Batman. When FX was a was a different channel than it is today, <laughs> um, and then I could also watch the like classic cartoons on Cartoon Network. So I watched a lot of Godzilla cartoons. Like yeah. I used to like I now that song is going to be stuck in my head again. That's You're welcome. Theme song. Thank you. I binge watched all the old movies, and I was just like, man, if I would use this in continuity, Matt would get torn the f apart. Because. Yeah, but that's that's do you, unfair. Do you remember the armadillo monster that he like kicked like a soccer ball in that one movie? There's so many things that like, it was like one with King Caesar in it. There was so many crazy <laughs> ones. Like, uh, yeah, that's like so I feel like that's a little. It's just hilarious because everything was toys, and then they like would just CG the people in there. So you like you have a very obvious like this is not a toy warehouse, but it's a toy warehouse because it's clearly. It's like, clearly made out of like Hot Wheels ball. on the city, but then you see like these people like green screen running like this, <laughs> like yeah. this with all the toys around. Clearly a model, yeah. I just got an idea for our next trailer. We'll think about that later. Anyways, a kaiju esque Godzilla. So next thing. season, uh... <laughs> we'll think about that. Matster, Matsterverse of Mon- Madness. 
Anyways, how was your week? Good. I uh, I got to work four days last week. That was awesome, as opposed to sitting at home. And uh, Saturday, I decided to play uh, Civilization VI instead of all my other games that I have to play. And I won a culture victory in 183 turns. That's and I good. wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I was not paying attention to what I was doing, and it suddenly comes up with the victory screen, a culture victory. I'm like, how the hell did I do that? I like to go the barbaric route, just build up an army and just slaughter everyone. I'm just not good at those games. So. There's so much fun. It takes a lot of time. Yeah. It and sit with Civ Six. There's there's a learning curve because you have yeah. districts you have to build mm-hmm. you have to place them like uh the new um with the frontier update you they got um kublai khan and um i don't know how to pronounce her name from vietnam vietnam lady is difficult just call her vietnam lady yeah you call her the only way you Susan. can build districts is in either um marshland uh, forest or um, rainforest. Oh, jeez, that looks good. So if you have a, the, depending on the map you're in. Yeah, depending on how you get placed in the maps and where you place your cities, you might not be able to build any city districts. Could be at a huge disadvantage. Until later in the game when your builders can actually build forests. Hey, you should stop tapping on the table. Does that uh, read through? Uh, oh, kind of a lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> it shouldn't too bad, but it's not as bad as with these or with the with these with the wooden setups. But I mean, if we mm. all tap, is that a problem? If we all tap, we are going to lose people on the podcast. People yeah. will stop listening. And today, I took my daughter skiing again, and I got on nice. a snowboard for the first time in fifteen years. Nice. Do you, go, do you just go straight to the black runs? Uh, no. I stayed he on the bunny hill. <laughs> I went. Talking about. <laughs> runs. He went, yeah. to, he went to Lilac Park over there. <laughs> he decided to just jump on the double blocks. Yeah, yeah. No, I stayed on the bunny hill all day. Nice. And my daughter was lapping me. I got like seven runs in in like four hours. And she got like 15. <laughs> no, every time I go skiing up there. I go up, I go on the run that brings you to the head of Mudslide, and I look down it, and say, yeah, that's pretty cool, and then I continue my way on the way I was going in the first place, <laughs> because that is basically just like a little runoff thing, it's not, it's, not it's really basically a, a, bas- a backcountry run, and yeah. Yeah, it's a little rough. <laughs> it's, F snow. It's a little rough. I, F snow. It's on F the snow. end of powder horn that you didn't great. know about yeah. until early when we were talking the other day. Yeah, when I was riding with you Monday night. Yeah. No, there's yeah, there's some spots. I like powder horn a lot. There's some spots that we left, but still fun. Yeah. Sweet. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, just moving. So we are moving into our house finally, which is fun. Did you buy or rent? Um, yeah. Neither. Neither. <clears throat> We killed someone for it. No, oh. we're uh, <laughs> uh, that tracks. We're deporting Alexa's parents. They don't know it. They are leaving for Mexico, and we took their passports. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, uh, it's so 
in order to guarantee that we are not leaving Grand Junction anytime soon to have access to said grandchild, they decided to uh, gift us the house. That and to avoid taxes and just other stuff. So, oh, nice. Yeah, we're we're excited for it, and we're getting in there, and so moving that that and the dice thing was pretty cool. So, dice, dice in a bar fight. I could conclude it. Effing mittens. I concluded a successful D and D campaign. Yeah. This week. Oh, yes. nice. Yeah, oh yeah, I got yeeded. Finished. Uh, we had to. I, you're, I, you're a skeleton. So Jake, had, bone marrow, yeah. Jake had to not survive, so I was really trying to kill him. Like you know how some people think people are trying to kill you, like the demons trying to kill you. I was very much trying to kill. So you're actively trying. Well, to like yes. I when he made the character for me, like we both knew that like this character was going to die, and it's one of those. Right. Originally, I wanted him to die in front of children, but I had other plans, so like we couldn't do that. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I was. We just were like, I'm just gonna go out in the most Clarence Bone Marrow type of way. So he basically ran at the like the assistant evil guy. Yeah, he like flipping him off, being like "f you, mother effers," like or what was it? Eat mother effer (laughs) as he's running (laughs) into a fireball. I made him run, like, I shot up, I, with his character, and it had, like, I didn't put, I didn't give it very many spells, because I didn't really want it to necessarily do that, but I only gave it, like, one spell to use, which is Fireball, because <laughs> it, it was a character that used it earlier, like, I made it a character from the campaign earlier, I wasn't planning on it, but I decided to do it. <laughs> yeah. But, so. Yeah, so we, uh, we concluded our big bad evil guy by... The big bad evil guy um, getting, and the assistant big bad evil guy, by different people getting yeeted off a cliff. Like <laughs> a cavern awesome. cliff. Um, one of them used a magic item. They were like acorns that you throw into the ground and they grow a tree instantly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen yeah. plant bombs. So I used those, and one of the guys he threw an acorn. This person was running away. He threw the acorn in front of him, but he rolled a he rolled a nineteen. So he rolled really well. So the tree sprung, springs up right in front of this guy and pushes him backwards. He was about five feet from the edge. And I was actually having a hard time rolling to die. Like it was yeah. weird. You were rolling too well. I was trying to. Yeah. I was rolling him at disadvantage too. Like he was real. I was really trying. I was. I wanted to die. So anyway, so like when my so when Clarence Bone Marrow dies. Uh, the last of my essence as it flows away, like, touches their hearts, and you just hear, like, the tone of, like, like, Africa by Toto <laughs> as I fade away, and there's this dwarf that I just didn't like for no reason, and, like, the last thing the dwarf hears from me is, F you, and then I faded away. <laughs> Speaking of Fireball, I saw somebody, they took a clip of Family Feud with, uh, Steve Harvey, uh-huh. and, uh, <clears throat> it... It dubbed it over, like it took out the, you know, all the, everything that they said and just put in um, subtitles. And it's, uh, Steve Harvey says, um, you know, top five answers are on the board. You're um, talking to a shopkeep. What spell do you cast to, um, like, smooth things over or something like that? And this lady, like, slams the button. She goes, fireball! (laughs) (laughs) And it was one of those ones where Steve just, like, stops and looks at the woman like i can't believe you just said that and she's laughing she's like i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry and the other guy's like oh my god i can't believe you just said that is the original one where she says like 
and he looks at the board. He says, "Show me fireball," and it ding number one. <laughs> of course. Oh, did you guys see the clip that I sent? Where like I dubbed over Godzilla. I mean yeah. uh, Kong. Where I was like, "Give me your belt." Oh, I, I saw that you posted that, but I was driving, so I that yeah. one, that, I, I never got back around to. So it's like when he it. slams and roars, it's just like, "Give me your belt." Every time we talk about that, I rewatch those dumb cartoons. Give me your belt. Give me your belt. They are awful. They're, <laughs> They're so, so bad. funny. They're so bad. Yeah, it's so hilarious. Anyways, so we do have some really fun news. Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, some fun news. Uh, I guess we'll go ahead and hand it off to Matt for sure. fandom news. So actually, that's actually cool. We're talking nudes. About. Sorry, nudes. No, uh, no. Matt sent us no. plenty of nudes in the chat earlier. It was a nice variety of shades of okay. nude. So I think I send them colors and swatches. We <laughs> he hit literally he, every he, ton he's of He's trying new. to imitate the uh, the tapestry from uh, Long John's. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, um, but it's funny we're talking about D and D stuff a bunch because the first one is about that. It's from, it's about a well. I'll wait a sec. I'm sorry. No Thanks, Jake. Thanks, buddy. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> I want to find someone to commission and take like your somebody hero forge. Can make, so, yeah, somebody like, that can make a tapestry. Oh, you just have like this tapestry of long johns, like in real life. <laughs> All right. So mail it to his parents for Christmas. <laughs> a blanket. <laughs> no, put it on Christmas cards and mail it to his entire family. Oh, I mean, <laughs> like like stained glass art of just like a version of like a nightly mat just in the nude. See, okay, if you send it to my parents, at least they can get over it. I don't know if my grandma's gonna be super thrilled about. That. She's gonna be like stab me in the eyes this year. No, I Ooh. think she's gonna stab me on the other. Like, she's gonna stab me for a change. I know what this, this year's Matlander will be. It's gonna be like twelve different like characters that Matt's played on the nude. Oh gosh, no. Okay, so <laughs> we talk about D and D stuff. It's good that we were doing that because from Image Comics, there's this cool comic I want to talk about that they're like coming out with right now. It's releasing, so it it has released the first few issues, but it looks really cool. It's called Die, um, and Dudes. it's a. Uh, oh, yeah. It's like a dark fantasy version, so it's about, it is, um, it takes a trope that's used a lot, but it kind of twists it up, I uh, like the, the way it does like it. like the Jumanji trope, kind of. Well, so it takes the trope of, like, these kids got trapped in a D&D world, but then it's... Like D&D? Like a D&D like, like the old no, like D&D, D&D TV series. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like the cartoon, but, but more... But cooler? More Oh. So there's more horror aspects and then they get so the book picks up uh, let me make sure I got the number right um, uh, was it, how many years later was it uh, five years 25 years oh, yeah. 25 years later because they're yeah because yeah. they're adults and the first time they went in because they, they come teens. out like one of them's missing an arm and one of them is just oh, missing wow. and so one six, of them, yeah they 16, leave somebody behind 16's go in five come back and one of them's missing an arm they all have like PTSD <laughs> and they're like and they're dealing with PTSD and so one day the one of the guys gets a the bloody a bloody D20 in the mail and they all get together to try to decide what to do and they all get sucked back in so and immediately they're confronted by the person they left behind I am. It's like a mix of like fantasy horror. But it's kind of like that's kind of like a like the second season of Digimon a little bit, or like kind the of. third one where he like goes back and starts killing everyone. Uh, 
for their mess up. But it, but like but so like they're now so now these characters are like reliving stuff they had and it's like, like I know it's terrifying for them. It's showing like it has it's like not, a mix between like I know what you did last summer with like a, high fantasy a little Isn't bit. Isn't Neil Gaiman one of the writers on that? I don't I see. If, uh, I, I know I was just saying like I have a bunch of books uh, on my list already, but I I know that I have a bunch of books on my list, but I think I definitely might add this one to there because this sounds fantastic to read. Yeah, it's it looks really cool. I just wanted to talk about it because how cool it looks. No, that sounds real. Like I, I skimmed over the story and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like I had a feeling it was something like that, but. The fact that, like, it takes place in both, like, in and out of that realm is really cool. Well, it takes place in and out of the realm, and it's people that have gone through one of those events. It's like SAO. It, yeah, a little bit like SAO, but, like, if everybody had to go back instead of just one guy. Dude, I'm so Like, if everybody that. got retrapped again. Like, they didn't have a choice because they're like, yeah. cool, they made a really crappy decision. The bill has now come due. It's kind of great. I love I love that one so, so much. So I'm assuming the guy they left behind is now like a bad guy who's like ruling that realm. It seems like he might be, but it doesn't really say much other than that because I just try not to spoil stuff. I think right. And I so really want to. I really want to. I would it. love it. Like I know it's kind of probably it might be cliche and overdone, but I'd love it if like the obvious happened to where like somehow he defeated the main bad guy in that world and then took over and he became the villain because he's like cool. My homies just up and left me. F them. I'm going to rule this land, and well, then I'm going to murder them for it. Well, the thing is, like, when you're playing a character, it's fun. Like, but when it's, like, it's showing, like, oh, no, this is real for them. Like, it's not fun. Like, getting right. stabbed, you're still getting stabbed. Like, if you actually became Long John's and the tapestry was real, it's no longer funny yeah. to you. It's hilarious to us. I mean, the censor bar would have to be Oh, but that whatever. just takes the hilarity and ramps it. Well, friends. Uh, Or sticking a giant uh, cursed sword into a T Rex's sphincter? uh, Dragon sphincter. No, that was a that was a T Rex. Oh, so uh, I saw something. P.P. Wellington, long live. I don't know how I feel about it because I'm both like a little bit weary. But also, really, I really think it'd be cool. So, Image Comics and Skybound Entertainment are developing a themed convention on a cruise ship. So, a Comic-Con cruise, essentially. So, here's the thing. I think... I I think... I don't think they're going to do great at it, but... They did Warp Tour on the cruise, right? It'll be in was That was really popular. That sounds fantastic. Right. And it did really well. I think Comic-Con on a cruise, like if Comic-Con International or someone else were to do it, and DC or Marvel or Disney did that, it would be so good. I think there's a lot of Image fans. I think, because of like, right. Image has Walking Dead and a lot of other pretty good books. Oh yeah, Invincible. I'm just saying like if, instead of being targeted was, between two companies and it was like you had Marvel. It doesn't sound like it's targeted just for those companies. It, it's not, I think it's going to be more it's geared towards me. like, yeah. But I think there's going to be, there's probably going to be, I bet there'll be other stuff like going on. Straight up. Basically, what, right now, they're, 
Right now, they are basically gathering community, like seeing if people are interested. They're trying to gather community interest before they actually. Start. I would one hundred percent do a cruise in a com- convention. I would too. Like if I could just stay at the convention during the convention, and not have to go back to your hotel every night. Right. Yeah. Like not only that you're too. There, like your your room's there. Yeah. Are we saying that the podcast needs to go on a cruise? Yes, we are. I mean, <laughs> we should check out if they'll give us a little discount or something. I, I'd that's, be like, listen, we're press. Um, put us on this cruise. It's apparently supposed to have a $600 per cabin price tag, but I mean... That's not bad. That's really not bad for a cruise. No, because I've seen like fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars $1,500 cabin price tags well, and for cruises. Look, Look at it with this perspective, too. If you compare it to, like, say, San Diego, Comic-Con International, and trying to find a room there, you're lucky to find something for less than $1,000. Right. I I don't know about you. I would absolutely 100% go to this. Like, even if it's not great, the fact that, like... The fact that the experience, the experience would be, be on a ship with, imagine, lots of good food. Lots of good drink. Well, I could like and comics. And yeah, I would watch nerds. hundred percent. Yeah. Ooh, I had and an idea. Because you know it's all inclusive. Yeah. So like you pay for Everything. the cruise, yeah. so you don't have to go. It's out probably and cheaper pay, than your general convention. Like pay for honestly. food, pay for drinks, and all of that crap. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's probably cheaper than just a convention. Well, Separately, and like yeah. I said, and it would be a lot easier. Like you don't have to like worry about trying to get in and out because the conventions, the whole because you're there, obviously. So much more money than... for loot boxes. Oof. I don't. I imagine they ship I, them to your house. I don't know how that works. But you're already on the ship. I, I, I doubt they'll have. I wonder how they do vendors. Oh, dude! Yeah. And you know the best part is, is Matt can run from Squirrel Girl because she's there. You are on I the would, ship. I would pay a cosplayer Squirrel Girl. To follow you around for the entire convention. Oh, don't tell him that. Now he's not going to invite you to any cons if and when they start happening again. Oh, like, oh you want to come as press with us? Um, I don't know. We don't have enough. Oh man, we don't have enough badges. Darn this it! Year. You know they said no. It's weird. You know it's weird. All of a sudden, Dave just went and bought his own ticket, and like he invited a random friend who just happens to be dressed as Squirrel Girl the whole time. I I still to this I, I day would, the would, person you are marrying is going to be a huge fan of Squirrel Girl, and you're going to meet her in a Squirrel Girl cosplay. Okay. I, I would pay her to like you know you know arm in arm with you the whole the whole convention. Ooh, just like escort them through the entire yeah. convention. I just like to say to remind you guys that you did this to me. You made me this way. I originally said I just disliked the character. Now you no. made me hate it. Thanks. You're welcome. What does comic for? talk do if we don't take things too extreme? <laughs> but no, the cruise sounds fun. I would, I definitely will probably be something to keep an eye on too. Like, even if we don't go as like a podcast, I think it would be fun just to go in for the sense of just being like going on the Comic Con cruise, you know. And I hope we do see more other comic book convention cruises because then it's just like fun stuff. Yeah. Cool. Cool. What else? Oh, okay, so I missed I missed a part of the next story, so I'll com- combine it together. So, the Netflix is uh, 
Netflix has one of its partners, and they're making a Kong Skull Island. Uh, not just, well, just Skull Island. They say Skull Island, I don't know if that means Kong's the central center focus, but they're making a Skull Island anime, animated series. Not necessarily anime, but they made an animated, they're making an animated series. They're also doing a Tomb Raider animated series as well. Are they going to do, like, the cartoon like they did in the 90s for Godzilla, so that way they're evenly matched? I hope it's not that awesome. <laughs> So here's the thing: the <laughs> first, weird. so the first Godzilla anime, like the three part one, was terrible. Was not good. I didn't enjoy it. They have a new one coming out. The oh, the, the Godzilla anime they did. Yeah, it wasn't very good. It wasn't it was, good at no, all. No, it was weird. It was weird and like took weird. some. It, it went to this like way far future, where Godzilla is like a force of nature at this point, and there's people that like. It almost had, like, a Dead Space feel with Godzilla stuff. It was weird. It was a very weird feel. They have a new one coming out that's supposed to, like, fix how that, crappy that... It's not going to be part of the same universe, but it's supposed to, like, hey, ignore this garbage. Look at this new shiny thing over here. I want to see it's garbage. Okay, so, like, <laughs> you know some of the weird Animatrix stories that really didn't follow the Matrix at all? Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what this did. This had a thing where, like, they were fighting Godzillas, like, multiple, and the Earth became uninhabitable... And they're trying to shoot EMPs to break Godzilla's electromagnetic field or something, something. But the Earth is unhabitable. Why, of, why even go back? Lots of anime screaming. Uh, and then some, like, tribal people. I don't know. It was weird. And the, it was with that weird art style that they did. That, that uh, RWBY. Yeah. I don't like that art style either. Really? Mm, it's good for like, some stuff. Like, it's good. It's nice. But it's just like... They had some other shows that were in that style that were pretty good. I hope they kind of... Right. So, like, if you were, like... If boat. you go with that art style, style or you go with something, like, from Dragon... Like, Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer all the way. Um, I just like flat, full-color saturation and just, like... Yeah. It's the popping color. Too. I just... For Godzilla, they could have... I hope they, they, yeah, I hope they go... Godzilla, maybe not. I hope they go more with the style they did for, like... They did one where they had Castlevania and they had Blood of the Gods, which was the um, Greek one. Yes, so that would have been perfect for that, Godzilla. See, that, yeah, I think like that, the that Americanized anime style would have been perfect for it. So it's an animation style that's... Yeah, it's an Americanized anime, I'd say. And it's, really, it's a decent style. It's really cool looking for that. Yeah, and it's got great color palettes, full saturation. Yeah. Not this weird, like, half CGI... 3D rendering thing where it's like in between it. I don't know. Like 2D.2.0. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's not really 3D, but it's like kind of 3D. 3D anime? Almost? Um, like some, somewhere in between? Yeah, in between, it's like, weird. Kind of, like, kind of like seasons one and two of Ruby from Rooster Teeth? That's exactly yeah. how it is. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, and it's it, it's okay for certain shows. Like it takes a little while getting used to. Um, what's that? What's the space one they had? Got the name now. I can't think of it. Darn it! It was actually a really good show. Uh, it was one about like basically Gundam. It was basically a Gundam show. Uh, what the Rooster Teeth show? No, the one that Netflix put out. I'm trying oh. to the name. Anyways, I'll I'll think of it here in a second. But anyway, that's fine. I don't I don't I don't need to. Uh, but we can talk. They also are. Speaking of other comics, uh, there's a there's a God of War miniseries comic coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called uh, God of War Fallen God, and it looks really, really good. It's uh, coming out from Dark Horse. 
and uh, it looks like a. It looks like they're. I don't know if they're, like I think it's between, the newer God of War and the God of War three. So like the in between of the, so before so the newest God of War game will take place after this this series. It's right oh. after the third one. So oh, okay. So like a little in between, of the, like so, some kind of unexplored area. I, yeah, I, I really like when they yeah because there's a huge um, gap in between God of War three and the newest game that came out. Yeah, well, the one that came out a few years ago. Apparently, it's only four issues, which I, I'm a little disappointed about because I'd like to be, it to be longer, but. I'll take four issues. And then they got uh, God of War um, Ragnarok that's supposed to come out soon. Yeah, I mean, I just... Soon, I'm not sure when, but... I wonder if, like... I wonder if they... I wonder if they're going to start doing more tie-in stuff. I like it when they do tie-in stuff and, like, that, like, they don't have games for. Because <laughs> it might be a bad... It might not be a good game. Like, it might be a lot of... I feel like the God of War... Uh, comic book is just going to be like Shirtless Bear Fighter, but taken seriously. I'm sure he fights Shirtless Bear. I mean, Shirtless all the time. I mean, he might fight bears. Looks like he's going to fight wolves. Uh, shirtless Wolf thing. Fighter? From the front, it looks like he's going to fight wolves. No, I think it... But in all seriousness, I think it will make a fantastic... Um, it's going to come out on March 10th. <coughs> um, it's... When he's... Basically, he's trying to like Go off on his own, and apparently he finds more trouble. Dope. So that yeah, I think that's gonna be really really good. I I hope it's fun. Do you think that's a series that you are gonna check out? I might check it out. I like the God of War lore, um, and I like I like a lot of the games. I didn't get to play the first couple. I watched people play them. To be fair, I. But, yeah, I, I like this. I like the lore for sure. So that's great. Yeah, I'm definitely like I've been trying to branch out as far as like books and companies go and exploring the other side out of Marvel because like there are some really good storylines and like continuity and stuff like that that just doesn't really necessarily belong to Marvel. So I'm trying to yeah. get out there a little... I'm trying to put myself out there. Yeah, and it's really... I'm reading around. Sometimes it's a little hard, because, like, when you see God of War, you're like, okay, well, that's just the video game thing. But it might actually... But, like, the story actually does look really, really good. Or some people might not read it because it says God of War, and they're like, that's something I know. That's not going to be good. Right. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll see. It'll be good. Yeah. Anyways, for comic book news with Marvel and DC, there wasn't actually a whole lot with DC, except for they did cast um, someone for Tim Drake's Robin. Oh, yeah. I don't remember what his name is. Um, but So, oh, yeah. Tim Drake has been casted for Titans. That's super cool. And I will go ahead and... Um, yeah. So, they found a casting for Tim Drake. I... I don't know if he really looks like Tim Drake. I'm gonna. I think he looks like he, I think he looks close enough, at least for this, especially for this universe, because the people playing the other Robins don't really look exactly like they would, anyways. So. Yeah. So the actor playing Tim Drake. Um. He he'll, he'll end up playing the Robin. Uh. Well, because the guy that they have doing Jason Todd. I don't feel like it's gonna like. It's gonna be weird seeing him do Red Hood, 
because he seems a little young. Does that <laughs> make any sense? Yeah. I mean, but it makes sense, though, because instead of being killed and then disappearing for a bunch of years, he is butthurt and then goes off and becomes Red Hood. That makes sense. Um, but anyways, so this is who Tim Drake is. I'm trying to find um, yeah, I... the name of it. Um, sorry, I'm not seeing it. I'm sorry. Anyways, but this is who they're getting to play Tim Drake. I think it will do good. So far, they haven't really done terrible casting choices. Like I said, I'm not stoked on who they got for Starfire. But in season two, they really started to, like, do way better for her. As far as being able to capture Starfire's, like, character. I think it was just the writing and, like, poor costume choice. Yeah. On why Starfire didn't feel like Starfire. The right, I think it was the writing. It so, well, and costume choice, too. It was, like... But now that, like, they got further along, they've gotten way they, better at, they like... They've established this character a little bit better now, but especially in the beginning, it's like, well, this is, this person doesn't act like that character at all. Yeah. J. Lu Cargo <clears throat> is going to, uh... Is going to play him, and I guess he's best know, known for a role that he played in I May Destroy You on HBO. <coughs> on the HBO movie, so... Um... So yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I'm excited for that. Um, another piece of news too is we talked a little bit about this on the Midweek Nerdy News Break um, a couple weeks ago, or yeah, by the time this comes out, it's been yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and so by the time this, I think by the time this releases, we'll be at the end of the election. So right. Um, but we'll go ahead and we'll talk about it now. Um, just so that way, like, you can hear our thoughts about it and whatever, and then maybe when, um, the midweek news break happens, we'll tell you who we voted for? Yeah, we'll announce it like Yeah. Anyways, so, Marvel's Mary Mutant Community is creating a brand new X-Men superhero team, um, and Marvel Comics is letting the fans and readers vote in a member. And so, in the midweek news break, uh, we talked about some of the smear campaigns, and, um... So it be so voting began on the twenty seventh, so three days ago, and will continue until the second of February. So by the time that you're hearing this, it's over. Did you see that on Wednesday? The thing? Oh, it's no. okay. the so, a, so there's a so they are electing a new member out of basically the C tier for oh. for the of X Men for this new <laughs> team. And they release smear campaigns from Marvel. Oh, well, like wow. different people in Marvel release smear campaigns. Showing, like, older panels of these yeah. characters doing terrible so things. So, oh, everyone who's awesome. working on the X-Men books for this particular run, they all picked a character for the Smear campaign. So, like, basically, they're like, oh, like, I would want this character in there. And so, they basically, like, picked a candidate to run with, and they created some pretty good the, Smear campaigns. The Smear ca- campaign, like, pictures yeah. were pretty good. I'll look um, later. Anyways, so we have Banshee. And then we have Polaris, which I think I've told everyone Wednesday I would go for Polaris. No. Um, Boom Boom. Uh, Forge. Like... And then we also have Tempo. Cannonball. Sunspot. Strong Guy. What a dumb name. Marrow. It's a super name, but it's a cool character. Armor. And so those are the characters you're going for. 
Uh, I think Cannonball. What was is either Cannonball or Forge, right? That like Forge. Forge. His uh, smear campaign was Fashion Disaster. <laughs> and it, yeah, it shows like an old comic with like one of his older outfits. He got like super tight yeah. short shorts and like a tight black and white like skin tight nipples popping out. Um, Almost like some uh, Richard Simmons. Yeah, yes. kind of outfits. Yeah, like if Richard Simmons, if he like it looks like he fell through Richard Simmons's closet. And just grabbed a few things the way out. Yeah, so he's like everything's oh. tight, like high socks, and it's just like it was bad. Looking. If if he was on an E red carpet like event, George it would be Michael torn apart. And, and Wham, it looks so bad. It was bad. It was so bad. Um, so that's super fun, and like I honestly I love it when the comic book companies get the fans involved, especially for dumb stuff like this. Yeah, um, we predicted that would be hilarious. Is like as the X Men introduce the new character. If they just get taken out, like shot to the face, dead. <laughs> now, um, Polaris, is that the same type of character that was in The Gifted? Yes, um, yeah. yeah she She's uh, Magneto's daughter and Scarlet Witch's sister. Yep. Okay. So, I'm voting for Polaris. Um, Good for you. Who are you voting for? I like Strong Guy, but uh, oh, I could see I like it. that character already. Like... I like strong guy. I just want to be manhandled by a really strong man. Even though that character has a really stupid name. Like, that's the dumbest name, but that character is actually kind of cool. If I had to go for the backup, it'd probably be Forge. See, Forge has already already had his chance. Forge has had his chance. Forge was on on some of the original teams. I wouldn't vote for Mero, just because it's just like, I don't know. I like Mero, too. She's dumb. Mero's my backup, you jerk. Well, I mean, I'm sorry Squirrel Girl wasn't on the list. Yeah. Anyways, guys, so it's really important. Go vote in this election. (laughs) The X-Men depend on it. Go out and vote. Vote Polaris. Yeah. Polaris 2020. Polaris eats babies. (laughs) Polaris 2020. Do we even need more mutant babies out there? This ad has been brought to you and paid for by the Friends of Humanity. Wow! Whoa! Whoa! Oh, why are you? Why are you? Why are you denying that? Because we were we were the friends of humanity. Too real. Uh, uh, Listen, okay. speak for yourself. I so when Matt and I cosplay the friends of humanity, people hated and loved our cosplay at the same time. They were like, "You are jerks! It's so good." They're like, "They're like, your costumes are great. Screw you guys." Let's. <laughs> <laughs> and that was everyone's reaction. Was just everyone's just like, "You guys really suck. This is so cool." That is awesome. Like, and we would find X-Men intentionally and take pictures with them, because it's just, like, they would, like... It was funny, because some of them it took a second, and then as soon as they, like, they took the picture, and they, like, looked around, like... <gasps> I had one guy who's saber-toothed, like, track us down to, like, take pictures with us. There were people that were actively following us to, like, get pictures sometimes, because it was... We had, like, signs. We had, like, meetings like, go home. Oh, that's like, awesome. We had signs and everything. He had a beret. We had t-shirts. Like, we went we full-blown ber- 90s right we had, ber- we had berets and, like, cut-off jean shirts. Oh, man. Uh, with white t-shirts underneath. That said F-O-H on there. We had the Friends of Man logo. I don't know if it's a good idea to do that now because people may get the wrong impression. Right. Like, yeah. like hey, not a real Nazi. So It's, a, it's, just, a, it's just a costume. I, I think we did it at the right time because it was just like... It was an issue, but people were like, they saw the funny side of it. So, like, 
we we did it when we were still able to do it, and it was hilarious. I and feel it was like fun. now I feel like now people might actually think that we're white supremacists. Like, yeah, but I we're mean, just humanists. Like we just don't want mutants in our schools. We're, that's fine. Yeah. Hail Hydra. Not I know. It was funnier because like we had because uh, Alexa Alexa was from, the storm. <laughs> the storm. <laughs> yeah, she had a storm outfit. It was great. Like that, she put together herself. Like she really put some work into that. It was good. It was probably one of my favorite cosplays. And then the next year we did Team Rocket, which was weird because like it was so every time that we did a cosplay, it was like apparently we were following a trend that we were unaware of. Because that year there was a ton of X Men cosplay. Yeah. And then we went next year. It was or it was the same year, but like the second. Oh, it's because after Pokemon Go. And yeah, and then got... everyone <laughs> like did Pokemon Go, and we did Team Rocket, and we're like, huh. Because people have been demanding it for the for the game at that point. It hadn't come yeah. to the game. Oh. So people are demanding it at that point. And it was, so people were making, like, Team Rocket stops, like fake ones. Like, somebody <laughs> was carrying around one of the things that looks like the stop in the game. Um, I've never played a Pokemon game. Oh, no, sorry. For the, newer, for the newer game, it's one of the little areas that you go to. The, they they the introduced bad go. guys right after that, so. The places you can go in the, in the Pokemon Go game, there's an indicator of, like, Landmarks, okay, basically, and they made like Team Rocket landmarks. Yeah, which but, ended up actually becoming a thing. Yeah, hilarious. I don't know. To my day, my favorite, one of my favorite cosplays we've done has definitely been the Friends of Humanity. Just because, like, I saw that shirt in my closet. It's still there. I know. I still have mine too, and I'm just like, I wish I could wear this out in public, but I have a feeling I would just get crowd killed the moment I walked out my door. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, two uh, yeah, two bearded white dudes doing <laughs> Friends of Humanity cosplay. My, my, not going down so well. Yeah, it was really fun. A lot of people were people s- might get the wrong idea. So. It was the gaggle of Deadpool that re- that was the best reaction because they were like flipping us off and going nuts. Oh, there was a couple that were just like they were like, "All right, <laughs> you guys are terrible." It was great. Anyways, um, so I guess talking about X-Men continuing, uh, Patrick Stewart is rumored to have a cameo for uh, Doctor Strange too. So. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. That'll be, that will be cool. I, man, I like Patrick Stewart and everything. I do he's too. Really, he's a cool, he's a fun actor. I like it in that one time where he died. Wow. Just wow. kidding. Wow. Um. So yeah, and anyways, and so they're also, I guess, where they're Marvel is also doing a women of Marvel covers, um, and those. So I think they've done these covers a couple of times, and they're yeah. always pretty good. They have a, they have a the person doing the, the the lady that has a bunch of awards. I'm trying to remember her name. Jen Bartel. Jen Bartel. That she's doing the uh, the X Men books, like the one shots I was telling you about. Yeah. Yes, it is her, and her art is. Fantastic. She's doing yeah, the cover art, and it looks yeah. really good. Um, so we see a She-Hulk one where she's kind of got that 80s like pantsuit business thing going on, which really looks really good for Looks like She-Hulk. something out of Miami Vice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, on there. And I wish there was a whole list of covers. Well, they have another one for... Um, the Emma Frost one looks like... It looks like something out of an old-fashioned magazine. Yeah, it really seems like they're going with the '80s like fashion magazine well, that feel. Looks like a, fa- like a something from yeah. a fashion magazine. Like it's watercolor painted with a yeah, looks really good. 
Um, I'm trying to find. Do you have all the covers on there? Because I can't no, find. I don't them. have all of them. They They're just have the. All, they just have they the. They only show those two on that. Um, they only released the two. Um, but they talked about the books they are going to do. Now. They're they're always really good, fantastic covers, and honestly, I. I don't want to sound like one of those people, but I'm going to go ahead for a second and just do it. We literally don't have enough uh, women comic book artists that like are at the front and get enough attention. Like there was the girl who did Squirrel Girl, but like I'm gonna, ha- I don't mean to like crap talk on her, but when she was doing Squirrel Girl, she's like, you know, like those like uwu anime artists that like insert themselves in all their fan art yeah like she really did that with squirrel girl which is like i guess it's fun if you're doing like fan art to sell for your individual self but for like a publication it's like not really that creative well there's i don't know there's some well there's people that take different creative freedoms right i mean good for her but what it's really like what i'm saying though is just like this artist she's extremely talented her artwork's beautiful. Like, she's doing this one-shot Psylocke book that I have on my pool. Yeah. And, dude, she's doing, like, this traditional Japanese art watercolor style for the whole book. And it is beautiful, dude. Well, like, it lot, is phenomenal. Yeah, there, I, mean, it, be, I mean, there's a lot of great artists that are women in comics right now, but... They don't get enough attention. Be, they don't get enough attention, and there could be more. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love me and Mark's Brooks cover in, like... Oh, yeah, for sure. You know... Capullo, okay. Tim Sale, all these oh, no. guys. I'm not crapping on their stuff. No, but like it's like I, I think legitimately, you know, and we're like I said, I don't want to sound like oh equal rights, blah 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 blah. But what I am saying is like we do have a lot of talented women in the comic book industry that don't get enough attention, and I think this is a really good way to kind of like. Really, kind of like for a lot of women who want to read comics, but like it's a very masculinated, dominated. Well, the in, thing is, that, industry. The thing is that it's fandom. an industry that also could use more female fans. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's a lot of Marvel fans now for the movies, but right, the comics still could use more. Right. Fans. So, like, here's the thing: like Black Widow is such a dude in some of the books, and it's like cool. We get she's hot, but it's just like maybe let's add some of the like actual like female qualities to like this hot character to make her actually well, relatable. I don't know if they need to change stuff. I just think, just think that, it, like... Right. It could be bumped in that direction. Russian-trained assassin. Yeah. So, maybe she likes to cook. <laughs> wow. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> wow. Maybe wow. she wow. likes, wrote like, Fabio romance novels. Anyway. <laughs> maybe she doesn't always like to murder... Can we have, like, a Lifetime Series event, but featuring Black Widow? <laughs> I cannot. No. That would be hilarious. But but legitimately, I, I think it's it's good that uh, Marvel does recognize the women in the industry, and they do it by doing these really awesome covers, because they, they are really cool. You know, so, to all the moms and, like, the female fans of the industry, go you. Uh, this ad is paid for and brought to you by the Friends of Humanity, Mutants Go Home. Well, you know, making things worse just makes things worse. Listen, <laughs> I've just got a heat gun and I'm just melting the house. Okay. It's all, it's all worth it for that perfect dice. Just the one dice. Just the one. Um, are we jumping to the next section or are we doing the best level? Or the... 
the comics list here. So we have the cinematic news and then the comics list. Okay, cool, cool. And that cinematic news is brought to you by Steve. Me. Only six Pringles at a time. No. The Pringles. I want the Pringles now. No. I've got Sun Chips. So apparently there's an animated Predator <laughs> series in the works. Oh, yeah. Uh, I saw that. Which will obviously be not geared toward children. I hope not, because that would Isn't be there a why, why not, uh, though? Like, Link. Couldn't it be like a Dora the Explorer type of a situation where it's just like... No. You know, alien, no eating. Alien, no eating. And then Predator looks at you. Can you say laser cannon? I want that to happen, but be... Where is the man I'm supposed to assassinate? And then he stops for a second. Good job! (laughs) Heads blows up. I think I just threw up in my mouth. (laughs) No, but I really... really, I'm kind of excited for that Predator one, too, because... I don't know why... I so like the Predator stuff. I really do. I mean, you don't know why. It's because it's fantastic. I know why, but I don't know why it's like that specific thing. Because I don't, I care. I care a little less about the alien side of the thing. I like Predators, the Predator stuff more. And like when they yes. had Alien versus Predator, I wanted the Predator to win. I don't care if we all lose. I wanted him to win. Isn't Netflix coming out, or is the with the Link, uh, live action? Or is that... They've been working on that for years. Like, it's... So, it's greenlit as in, like, projects that they are going to do. But I think they've just, like... Much... They're actually actively working on it. Right. Much like the Channing Tatum... uh, Gambit? Gambit movie. And the uh, X-Men New Mutants movie that took forever to do. The Gambit movie got canned because... But I heard it was back on again. No. I swore I read something a while it's ago. It's like that, Schrodinger's movie. It both is and isn't happening. And if you look, then it isn't happening. So it's on It's on the list of series that Netflix wants to do and say they will do it. But I think it's just like, can they find a director who's brave enough to do it and a cast that's willing to do it? Because <coughs> it's one of those things where like, if they don't get it wrong, they're going to get drugged into the street and lit on fire. Like It's going to be a public execution for sure. Yeah, and the American people will gladly just accept it if they if they pull some stuff like they did with like so like they released Dragon Ball Z Revolution. Oh god! <laughs> if they do, if they pull that something like that, they will get drunk on the street. They're, they're done. They'll lose. So they'll lose people for sure. They'll lose subscribers. I you thought the whole Reddit GameStop thing was bad? Reddit will just be like, cool. Let's just destroy Netflix, and I guarantee you. It will be much worse than what they did to the billionaires in Wall Street. It like Netflix will go bankrupt the next day. <laughs> so looking at when I was looking at the uh, article for the Predator animated series that supposedly we can work on, I stumbled upon this fun uh, fan poster: Cobra Kai versus Predator. Oh, that's not. There's no fight there. That's funny. So here's the thing. Is it bad that I want Cobra Kai to win? That's just child murder. (laughs) That's just child murder. Like, you just love child murder. And you want flares to win. The way of the fist, the thrill of the hunt is the byline on it. It's hunting season in the valley. Oh! Wow. I want Boss Logic to do that poster now. A real thing and not just a. Kind of like when I when they do the next season of Riverdale, like they should team up with Marvel and like give like the CW temporary rights to the Punisher, 
for like one episode so the Punisher just goes in and just murders the entire Archie cast and then just leaves. Oh, thank God. And that could be the serious That'd be finale. the best Riverdale episode ever. Well, actually, the best one would be is of like... Jughead becomes a werewolf and like Betty kills him. Like they all kill each other because they're all monster hunters or monsters. I just i i tried i tried real hard. I can't. It's like yeah, I can't. Watch so the the Willow series that's coming out is being produced by Jonathan Kasdan and Wendy Merkel. 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 Who was one of the producers from Arrow? Oh, uh, Jonathan Kasdan is. Larry Lawrence Kasdan's son from, you know, Empire Strikes Back. And, and it is confirmed that Warwick Davis is reprising the role. And they found a new, a new director after the first director uh, left or got through or whatever. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and I'm trying to find the new director's name because I lost it. <laughs> Somebody Entwistle. Uh, uh, Jonathan Entwistle, who was the who directed I Am Not Okay With This and The End of the Effing World. <laughs> I believe this was both them. I think that End of the Effing World was a Netflix thing, I think. That was with that was of Steve Carell, right? No. I think that was a different thing. You're thinking of, I know what you're thinking of, I can't think of the title of it right now. Is that The Secret Life of Walter Mitty? No. No, 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 no. It's it's in a post-apocalyptic where Steve Carell's going to like kill himself and then some of his weird neighbor like and him going on an adventure yeah. while the Earth is ending. Oh. Did you see the, um, did you see the rumor stuff they're talking about for the Mandalore, the Book of Boba? Yeah, that's yeah. what I was getting ready to start okay. talking about cool. right now. You should talk about the Book of Boba stuff. Um, which, yeah, it's rumored to feature other fan favorite bounty hunters from Star Wars. Um, like Bane? Cad Bane. I, okay. Do you I not like I'm Cad not, Bane? No, I love Cad Bane. That's okay, I was going to say, I love Cad Bane. But timeline-wise, I don't know how long Duros live. If they're similar lifespans to humans, he'd be a pretty old guy. Right, but even if he was like in some like crouchy old like bounty hunter nursing home, and we just saw him for a little bit, if it's if it's if he's in there and it's and they do age like humans do, and he's old, it it needs to be a cameo that makes sense, not just to throw him in there. Or for that character, I hope. I hope they don't age like humans. They have a little bit of a prolonged I, life yeah, span. I, I don't know. But I, even I as a crickety old, like, Clint Eastwood old man type of a cameo, I love Cad Bane, I just, so yeah, I would I like I would like to see him just as a cameo, or like a uh, one-off mention even. I would just see this character that's just like, kept, almost like a Darth Vader thing where he's being kept alive by a suit. Like, he's just super old and crotchety. <laughs> but, I mean, but still, we'll like, probably more than likely see Bosk. And um, Dengar. Ooh, we should see Greedo, but just his head. Like a trophy. <laughs> and and, and, and now the plaque that says should have shot first. I mean, Greedo wasn't actually a bounty hunter, so. He did shoot first. In the original. Didn't George Lucas have like a uh, protest Greedo sign that says Greedo shot first? I shot first. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> anyway. Anyway, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. So, but, yes. Um, it's interesting. I'm, I'm interested to see where they're going with that, because if they're setting up Boba Fett to take over Jabba's criminal underground, that kind of destroys some of his lore. But... But like, is it, it right? It, that's like it. It could. I think it could be a cool replacement, though. Like, if they do it right, which so far on the track record they've been doing it really well. Yeah. It would be. It, it'd be cool. I don't. I don't know. Him, but see, his thing was, he didn't really. His code of honor wouldn't allow him. Right. To, but dude, when you spent that time in the Snarlack Pet, you see some stuff, man. He's seen some stuff. The, he the, ate some stuff. The Snarlack Pet. He did some stuff that he's not proud of. That he probably doesn't speak to, you know, but to his pillow at night. Okay. When he looks in the mirror, he's just like, I'm not a dirty man. Wow. Just saying, man. Just because he was a snack doesn't mean he is a snack. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow, Jake. Just, wow. No, we're going to keep wow. wowing you. Much wow. wow. I'm going to make wow coin. No, you should just take all of your wows and um, delete what you guys say. And then just add in the um, Owen Wilson wow. 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 Can we make Owen Wilson a bounty hunter? Like he only has one line in one scene. Calculation. I can't remember what what it was, but they calculated all his movies and all his speaking lines and all the times he said "wow." And at a certain point, he got paid like thousands of dollars for each "wow." (laughs) It was great. I mean, if you can get paid thousands of dollars, just be like "wow." One, one real quick last moment before we move on to our main topic or Um, or comics list. Comics list. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is being rumored that it'll be revived on Disney+. Plus. I don't see that happening. Okay, so they had a good ending to the series. But if they brought some of those characters into cameos in other projects, cool, that'd be awesome. Like, it'd be cool if Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was running in the background as other stuff was happening. Obviously, Coulson could show up in anything still. Which, do we know if Chris Evans has confirmed that he's coming back as Steve Rogers? We know. Or is there still in talks? And... Because the talks are definitely happening. It's... Yeah. See, at at this point, too, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is on a completely different timeline than everything else in the MCU. Right. So... I'm just saying... I'm not saying... And it's most likely not... but if Chris Evans is coming back, let's make him the big bad. Secret Empire. Yeah, I... I just want him to nuke Vegas. I, <laughs> I would love to see them do Secret Empire. I would love them to do that. Like... Because... And, people and would flip out. Like, they would be, lose their it minds. It would be the same... I doubt it would be the same Steve Rogers. Yeah. Yeah, because it could just be from like an alternate timeline. Because now that Steve never came back, he messed up the timeline for sure. Like, let's just be honest. He he effed up. He didn't come back when he was supposed to. He created an alternate timeline. Yeah. So it's very well possible that Red Skull, when he escaped with the Tesseract, he was able to get another, you know, the Reality Stone and change Steve's past and make him Hydra. You know, kind of similar thing. Yeah. 
it's I'm fan dreaming. Of course, like Secret Empire is my favorite run, so of course, like I'm not going to be upset if they do that. But I'm just saying, Disney, hear us out. Secret Empire, make it happen. Let's have let's like let's bring back Black Widow to life and have him decapitate her and shoot Bucky in the face and let's just destroy people's feelings. <laughs> um, you thought the snap was bad. Woohoo! Episode four of One Division. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Uh, speaking of the snap, they did some cool stuff with that. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we want to reveal too much. No, we're not gonna do it. We're, we're gonna do a review, any, but it was really good. Spoilers. It was. We'll, we'll we'll talk about the show as a whole once. I'll say that if you were hesitant to watch <laughs> the show, episode four gets real. Like, it's yeah. real good. I feel like I feel like it's almost like. At the point of episode four, it almost turns into a movie, like a movie quality, like good. Yeah. I haven't. St- I've watched the first episode in Spanish, so I'm gonna like. You go back. You've only watched Raw. the first episode. So like we were finishing Sabrina, and like Alexa actually wants to take time to watch it. So I, I think watch- we're I think we're starting it tonight actually. So the first two ep- two or three episodes are. Pretty good. By the third episode, stuff starts happening. Have you watched it in Spanish? Because in Spanish, it's just basically very like I love Lucy esque and extremely corny. It's I lo- it is well, extremely yeah, corny. The- no, I know, but like it's like really bad. Like it's supposed to be. We translated yeah. into Spanish. Like okay, it's yeah, like it's, it's bad. It's but just, you're you're basically ex- you're you're describing the English as like well. Telo Nuevo bad. Are you comic explaining? Yes. Yeah, no, uh, episode one is, like, I Love Lucy, then episode two is Bewitched, and then episode three goes into, like, um... Can we do, like, like, can they um, have that 70s show version where, like, Red Foreman comes in as, like, some agent, and he's just like, you know what, I know how to fix this, let me shove my foot up your ass, and then that's, and then he leaves. Comics list. Which actually, it's funny because Kitty was a cameo in in the first. Yeah, episode. that's the same actor. Was. Yeah. Was that the first episode? Yeah, the first episode he played the, the boss's first. wife, and I was like, Kitty. Deborah Joe Rupp. I love that so, 70s show. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, comics list. Um, so this week's yeah. comics list comes out February third. Yes. So February third. So go to your local comic book store, buy some comics. They're really hurting because no, of COVID. Wednesday. And you're going to want to do that. Um, and so, yeah, so this week's comics list, oh, I forgot to add Titan I got comics. It. I'm I got sorry. It. I got you covered, man. I forgot. I was like, I'm not going to forget it this time, and I forgot it. I got you. Anyways, like three of them. this week's comics list is brought to you by Best Slope, the Best Slope Coffee in all the Rockies. If you live in the Grand Junction, Western Slope area, area definitely check them out. They are a fantastic coffee shop. And if you don't and you like coffee... You can actually go to bestlipcoffeeco.com and you can get a subscription box from them and they will ship coffee, delicious coffee, to your house. You might not be able to get the Cloud 9 or the uh, Fruit of Fog, but, you know, I'm sure if you put a little note in there, like, give me the recipe to this, they'd probably give it to you. Yeah, recipe says, come to Bestlip, order coffee, <laughs> get coffee. <laughs> Travel... I mean, to be fair, I do have friends that, like, come from Salt Lake, and we intentionally go to Best Slope because it's so good. I really, really do like it. And I was explaining to people the other day that, like, there's this, like, 
there's this kind of local town feel the freedom where people are like, well, the freedom one's better. You know, where people are like, city market's kind of busy. Well, the freedom one's not that busy. Or like, they, like McDonald's is always so bad. Well, the freedom one's not as bad. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Like when you say the freedom one's better, it really because it's. Because it, it, it is, but but for best of, like honestly, that's my favorite coffee shop. Oh, hands down. There are good. There are. There are a lot good of other coffee good coffee shops. shops around town, but that's the best one. But a lot of the good coffee shops around town, it's because they source their beans from best. Club. Yeah, that's a lot of the best places still. Yeah, source their beans. Right. From best Club. So. Uh, yeah, obviously after the list, we'll probably insert real ad there, but yeah, go visit bestlopecoffeeco.com, sign up for a subscription, and, um, check them out, you know, and I guess if you're listening to this, uh, I think hopefully there's a winner who won our comics and coffee giveaway, and you get like a free bag of coffee, a mug, and comic books with it, so, enjoy. Anyways, Dark Horse Comics, we have Afterlift Trade Paperback, Apex Legends, Pathfinders, Quest Hardcover, Avatar The Next Shadow Number 2, uh, Colonel Weird Cosmogog, Trade Paperback, uh, Fear Case Number 1, Overwatch Tracer London Calling Number 3. Also, I did repeat, remove all... Thank listeners, you. Don't, you don't need to listen to this part. I did remove, remove all the doubles I appreciate on that. there. I appreciate so, that immensely. Yes. I appreciate that so much. I was just like, you know, I'm going to make life easier, and it took me like 10 seconds. I was like, why haven't I been doing this? I so appreciate that. Because sometimes you're like, you start reading through it, and you're like, oh, that's a that's a variant. And sometimes you... So, so we also have uh, DC's Greatest Detectives Stories Ever Told Trade Paperback from DC Comics. Ooh, you should read it like Kyle. I, I, dude, I'm going to barely hold it. What, is, what does coronavirus sound like? Uh... Hi, I'm Kyle, and I hate good stuff. Uh, Dreaming Walking Hours number seven from DC, Flash by Jeff Johns, Omnibus Hardcover, Volume 2, uh, Flashbacks Trade Paperback, Future State Dark Detective number one, Future State Harley Quinn number one, Future State Harley Quinn number two, uh, Future State Superman, uh, Super, uh, Future State Superman of Metropolis number two, Future State Swamp Thing number one, Future State Swamp Thing number two. There's a lot of Future State coming up, just in case people didn't know that. Future State The Flash number two. Um, Future State The Next Batman number one. Future State The Next Batman number two. There's a couple of reprints in here as well. Future State The Next Batman number three. Uh, Future State Wonder Woman number one. Future State Wonder Woman number two. Uh, Let's see. Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey number four. Hellblazer, Rise and Fall, number three. Justice League Unlimited, Hocus Pocus Trade Paperback. Legion of Superheroes Before the Darkness, Volume 1 Trade Paperback. Lucifer, Volume 4, The Devil at Heart Trade Paperback. Man Bat, number one. Uh, Simpson, Deluxe Edition Hardcover. Simpson? Just Simpson? Simonson. Oh my gosh. Simonson, because I can't read words. Uh, Superman, the 50s Hardcover. And that's DC Comics, if I can read it. I didn't know they were doing a Man Bat series. They're doing a Man Bat series. I'm going to have to put that on the pool for Alexa. So, are you you guys going to read it in the future state now that Death Metal's over with? I don't think I am. I might, but I'm not sure. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I I have a hard time following I have a lot of comics that I want to read. I have a hard time following. And none of them are DC. You gotta read Death Metal, though. I, I will. 
eventually. It's so good. I, I will. I have a hard time following the like the DC runs that are broken up like this, where they're like everywhere. I'm just not. I'm not enough of a fan to buy any DC comics. Like when they have really big events, like death metal and stuff like that, and you're just like, cool, a really dark, gritty, messed up storyline. I'm all for it, but every time they do a reboot or something like this, it's like. There's so much continuity that you have to catch up on. It's like you can't just read Flash number one. Like you've got to read all the number ones and then try to. It's it's a lot to keep up with. It kind of is. You know, but. I'll, I'll still keep on most of the events. Though, yeah. The mainline events, but I don't want yeah. to do the broken up events. Right. Uh, so IDW Publishing, we got Canto to the Hollow Men number five, Chained to the Grave number one, Marvel Action Avengers volume four, The Living Nightmare Trip here back. Uh, Marvel Action Chillers number four, Marvel Action Origins number one, Sea of Sorrows number three, Snake Eyes Dead Game number four, Star Wars Adventures Volume two number three, Star Wars The High Republic Adventures number one, um, which is kind of like the family or friendly version of that, and then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles The Last Ronin number one, Transformers Beast Wars number one, and Transformers vs. Terminator Trade Paperback. I love that everything's crossing over with the Transformers right now. <laughs> Just because, like, how crazy it is, it crosses over. Wasn't there, like, a My Little Pony Transformers that, crossover? Yeah, that was about yeah. three weeks ago or so, I think. Two or three weeks ago, probably. Yeah. I'm not a big enough fan for Transformers, so I'm just like, whatever. I just like that it crosses over the craziest things. I, I think they crossed I over like with... when Transformers doesn't cross over. I think they crossed over with Godzilla at some point. Oh, you know what would be a really cool yeah. crossover? What if we trans? What if we crossed over Transformers with Transformers? Cool, Image Comics. <laughs> Deep Beyond, number one. Firepower, number eight. Graphic Fantasy, number one and two. Facsimile editions for both of those. Image Firsts Ascender number one. Image Firsts Bitter Root number one. Image Firsts Die number one. Kyle. Image Firsts Jupiter's Legacy number one. <sighs> Image First Philadelphia number one. Image First Mirko Andolfo's Mercy number one. Say that ten times fast. Image First The Old Guard number one. Image First Undiscovered Country number one. Inkwat, number six. Tartarus, number nine. Walking Dead Deluxe, number eight. Yeah, they're doing a lot of... Image is doing a lot of, like... And then... Backtracks a little bit. I'll reprints. go right on into the Marvel's list. Sure. Do you guys miss the era of crazy, like, comic names of, like... I don't know. Philadelphia is pretty... I mean, that's... Even though it's an image first... I know, but when you had, like, Sea Bear and, like, mm-hmm. Land Shark... Those anyway, were those were the good Marvel ones. Comics, Amazing Spider-Man number one hundred one, Amazing Spider-Man number fifty-five, second printing variant. Okay. Um, Avengers number forty-two. Avengers by Jonathan Hickman, the complete collection, volume three, trade paperback. Avengers Mech Strike number one. Conan the Barbarian by Aaron and Astrar, hardcover. Heart. Uh, sorry, Don of X. Volume 12, trade paperback. Eternals, nope. Eternals to Defy the Apocalypse, trade paperback. Hellions, number 9. Immortal Hulk, number 43. King in Black, Black Knight, number 1. Hellions, number 9. I said that. Did you? Yeah. Pay attention, man. I for King some reason... King in Black, Gwenom versus Carnage, number 2. 
King in Black Marauders number one. King in Black Return to Valkyries number two. Legend of Shang-Chi number one. Luke Cage Epic Collection Volume 1 Retribution Trade Paperback. Marvel Masterworks Spider-Woman Volume 2 Trade... Uh, hardcover, sorry. Um, Marvel Zombies Resurrection Trade Paperback. Morbius Preludes and Nightmares Trade Paperback. Runaways number three, 33. Scarlet Witch by James Robinson, the Complete Collection Trade Paperback. Spider-Man Craven's Last Hunt Marvel Select Hardcover. Star Wars number 11. Star Wars High Republic number 2, Strange Academy number 8 Swordmaster Volume 2 God of War Trade Paperback Uncanny X-Men X-Men Disassembled Hardcover Venom number 33 Venom by Donnie Cates Volume 2 Hardcover Warhammer 40,000 Marnius Calgar number 4 and X-Factor number 7 Alright and from Titan Comics we have three new books we have Assassin's Creed Bloodstone Volume 2 Hardcover, Star Wars The Mandalorian Art and Imagery Collector's Edition Volume 2, and then we have Star Wars The Mandalorian... Oh, that's the same thing, because I have a variant. There's two things. Also, there's a rumor that if you're a Dragonlance fan, um, Weiss and Hickman are looking to do another um, trilogy Ooh. for Dragonlance. Cool. That's super nice. nice. Um, so anyways, we're going to go ahead and take a little bit of a break to tell you about Best Slope and Anchor, and then we'll be back to do our uh, book review. So if you don't want spoilers, I guess don't, like... We'll get to that. Just skip this episode. Yeah, just, well, yeah, if you don't want spoilers, I guess just end now and then come back to it later. Well, I mean, after the, I mean, after you hear us talk about Best Slope. Yeah. What? Yeah, I hate I hate Kyle I too. Know. He's such a piece of garbage. No, that would be a cool crossover. Oh, that would be a, that'd be a neat Your one. Actually. Would be a cool crossover. Your mom, Transformers and Voltron. Actually, Transformers yeah. and Voltron. That would be cool. Actually. Ooh, Transformers and Gundam. No, no. Voltron. Transformers and Gundam would end very poorly. Gundam would probably wipe the floor with them. Yeah, Transformers are great. Gundams kind of got like. Well, first thing, they have plot armor. Second thing, they have, like, long-range weapons. But the Transformers usually are pretty close range with their fire. Well, and there's that one Gundam that's got, like, the finger of God, so where he just, like, oh, yeah, blows the, crap up. The touch? It, the yeah. one that just touches things? And it just... The shining finger? I remember that. Yeah. I remember watching that one. That one was like... That was the one where they had, like, the fight... It was the Gundam fighting tournament one. Yeah, I love that one. I can't remember which one it is. Cool, main topic! Holy yeah, main crap. topic, so... <laughs> Uh, this week's main topic, Matt, tell us all about it. Uh, this week's main topic, we're talking about, uh, the new, uh, Light of the Jedi book. We're doing our first book review. Our first book club. First book club. Book uh, club. Tea and, you know, tea and little sandwiches. Tea and crumpets. Tea and crumpets. Damn. I, I want know. all those things. Pringles, crumpets, and tea? <laughs> Pringles, crumpets, and tea. With cigars. That's the name of this episode. Oh yeah, it's a manly book club, I guess. So cigars time. <laughs> Sorry, a manly dwarvish pipe. So this this episode <laughs> name is uh, Pringles Crumpets and Tea. Pringles Crumpets and Tea. <laughs> I want a Star so, Wars book club. We are doing the yeah. We're where sorry. You invite you and McGregor, okay. and you have tea and crumpets and, and Pringles. Might, you <laughs> and Pringles. Might, he might love that. He probably love and that. he just like pops up, and he's like, "Well, hello there." It's. 
the only way he can introduce himself. I'm sorry, there's no other way. And then, like, when they go in the talking order, the talk, like, when you have your turn to speak, it's actually called having the high ground. So you're like, Matt, Matt, uh, McGregor has the high ground, let him speak. Give me your bet. <laughs> Give me your bet. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, when like people are talking, you interrupt them by saying, excuse me, actually, I have the high ground here. Um, <laughs> we're, make, we're making that a thing. that become a thing? We have a polite debate sometimes. Anyways, um, we're, talking about the, we're talking about the High Republic book that just came out pretty recently. It was the pilot of this, the High Republic media, basically, all mm-hmm. the different stuff they're doing. It was the very first one that came out. Wasn't no, it wasn't the first one that came out. But continue. What what came out first? Other like two other books. It came out the same week, but I think this was the very oh. like in the as far as like timeline goes, right? Like this no, is like I the mean, first like, series of events. They actually were released. Right. Before it. But can you continue? Let's let's talk about it. Okay, so we're talking about Light of the Jedi. Uh, so I guess let's go ahead and we'll kind of treat it like a movie review. So we're doing a review, but we're also doing like a why you should read or why you should why right you should jump in here. Like why you should read this book because uh, or why you shouldn't. With, I guess with actual physical like paper books, it's a little different. Like doing the review is going to be a little bit different because some people like when it's a TV show, people can see that and they know exactly what it's like. When it's a book, it's kind of hard to preview. There's right, and with a book, it's a lot more of a risk investment because, like, you don't really like with with the TV series. You get trailers and like a lot of visuals. With the with books, it's like you have to really go based off a word. And obviously, they did do a little bit of a trailer for this, but I mean, book previews exist, but people don't check them out as much. Right, not to the same degree. So we're going to tell you why you should get this book and pair it with a nice cup of Best Slope coffee um <laughs> and why did you insert a thing like I, we like there was another coffee company we might be promoting <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i just wanted to insert let me do my thing matt i have the high ground um and so or arizona tea so we have dave here they're dave not, wasn't able to read the book so they're not sponsoring us but if they were right so yeah we're gonna see like why you should read this book and what we think about it and just kind of do a review that we're gonna talk about spoilers and we're doing our we're doing our first book club and i'm really excited about this because it's like something that we have yet to do in the podcast and so we're growing character growth so we want to talk about we want to start with a number let's start with a number like five as always sure but do we do like star beacons I don't know. Starlight Beacon. It was Scorch Hounds. Lightsabers. Or Bowls of the Nine Egg Soup. Well, I was trying to think of something more unique for this one specifically. Because they do a lot of lightsaber stuff, but they have like... Oh, what was the... Mm. Scorch Hounds? I'm saying either Scorch Hounds, Nine Egg Soup, or like Star Beacons. Starlight Beacons? That's a whole That's a whole space station. Alright, let's do nine egg, Bowls of Nine Egg Soup. Sure. Cool. Um, so I I'm gonna give this four out of five bowls of nine egg soup. Um, it was a fantastic book. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, the reasoning for four out of five is because, like I said, the middle or the investigation part I felt dry. But I don't really like those mystery like investigative novels. 
So for me, it's like I like a lot of action and murder and like, you know, the political like intrigue didn't. I still enjoyed it, but yeah. I didn't enjoy it as much. Um, so um, four four out of five. Like I said, it was is a really good book, and I didn't want to like just give it an overly hyped uh, rating because I wanted to be realistic. I did some reflecting of it right when I was done, and you know, I four four out of five is still definitely highly recommended book. Like so. Uh, obviously, at this point, I finished. I did finish it today. Like finish, finish. Same. Um, so I'm probably gonna. I'll give it four out, four and a half, man. I really like. I really like this book. Like, if, I think I've read other books that I've liked a little bit more. So right. by giving it a little space, but... it's it's not my favorite Star Wars book, but it's definitely in my top ten. Darn, I really like this. I, I and I don't. I haven't. I haven't read a lot of the Star Wars books, so <laughs> maybe I'm a little. Bit Dude, you have to read like the Revan books and like Darth Bane, like that and Plagueis. Bane was. I understand. I get it. I'm just saying that. I'm saying this for the context so that people understand like where I'm coming from. Right. Any more Star Wars books if there's one's in your top ten? Well, out of the one, like I've I've read a couple, but like I've read less than ten, so it's in the top ten. <laughs> I know. By I'm just saying you need to read more Star Wars books if this one is in your top ten. I really, I don't know. I really, I really enjoyed it. It's, I like yeah. what they're doing with the High Republic stuff, where like they are showing a lot of like the behind the like thought of what the Jedi are doing, and it's something I don't think you always get with like the movies, right? Where you get like, oh yeah, I'm thinking of this. I'm thinking they're thinking of ten different things at once, and how they're actually like. How the force is kind of manifesting itself, manifesting itself differently for everybody. So some people see it as a different thing, and I really, really like how they describe that. Right. For those of you who don't know, before we get to Caesar review, uh, this book is written by Charles Soule. Uh, he's a fantastic author, and I completely agree with you. Um, well, and I also like that they did a, they had a, they had some bad guys that were not the Sith, but they also seemed like. They have a good chance of winning. Dude, I love it. So, like, it feels like they have a good chance of winning. Like, yeah, it feels like the, the these Marauder guys. So, right. how did you rate it? I'm sorry, I missed four and a half. Four and a half. Which also, I hate myself. I got a first edition, and it fell in my car, and I bumped it. So I hate myself. <laughs> I have it like, on audiobook. The so. the bottom's bent. Yeah, so I, like, I have it on audiobook. So because the the comic book collector in me is just like. I hate myself. So, like, I got the audiobook, so I wouldn't have to touch it anymore. Obviously, I brought the physical copy for us for the book club. But, um, yeah. Steve, sorry. I just had to mention my, my stupid thing. I did. I give it a four. Because it is, it is, it is good. And I've read probably the majority of the novels that have come out under, you know, the new canon. And... And, and this is my opinion. The majority of them kind of suck. I agree. So I, after I finished this, I also kind of like, because we've never reviewed a book before. Um, and so like I was reading like other reviews and a lot of people saying that a lot of the Disney like books and stuff like that were about like going into depth with other characters rather than like big grand storytelling in like, expanding the universe and telling new stories they just kind of like capitalize on the character like yeah. phasma which is it's cool because you're like cool i get that, that backstory the book is actually really right but it's just like for example if they wrote a book about finn it's just like i guess we want more backstory for finn like they're just capitalizing on character there's no backstory really it's 
Right. But what I'm saying, it's like yeah. it's it's redundant book writing where it's just like we have all the information we need from the movies. We're satisfied so with that. We don't need anything comes, else. Okay, so it comes across as, okay, um, we're, we're going to write all these cool stories, but we're going to be hell-bent on only introducing new characters and not touching characters that were already established. Right. right. I think the books that they have written would have been better as comic book series than actual books. But they they nailed this book. For the most part. Mostly. As far as like... I, I, still, I, I still have problems with them calling this time period the High Republic. Like, you're still in the waning years. Even 200 years before the movies, you're still in the waning years of the Republic. The, the, this is right at the end of the Republic. You've got 25,000 years of a Republic... And you're calling 200 years before its fall the High Republic? I So I think when they say that, I think, like, they're meaning, like, this is still in the period when the public is, like, doing decently well. Even though, like, it's towards the... It's yeah. the beginning of the end. I know. But it's still, like, in that giant gap of, like, success. Even though, like, there's clear signs that it's, like, heading that direction, I guess. Like, I guess it counts. Yeah. Right, like I obviously like I could get what you're saying. Where like they could have gotten even further into the high, air quotes High Republic, or, and really gotten to the middle of like when it is there. But I guess for semantical reasons, it counts. Well, yeah, and the, I'd like to know exactly when it's set because first they're like 500 years, and then I saw 200 years. Okay, well, what? Is, which was it? Right. So, in your opinion, when is the uh, time period? of the High Republic with, like, prior to the movies. Like, how? Like, in the 25,000-year history that we do have that's established in the books and in the games, um, where would you put the High Republic at? I, I don't really know. Like, 10,000 years ago? I, I don't know. The way, the way I look at it is, it's like... If you were That's born hard, in '99, you're technically That's a hard '90s baby. Answer. Yeah. So I just I just think it's a weird title, only going back 200. Right. Years. So the way I probably would view this in the timeline is like, for example, if you were born in '99, you're still a '90s baby, even though you didn't really grow up in the '90s. Like, I think you I, count because of you, you, you're a '90s kid by default, not because you really were. Does that make sense? I feel like this time period is kind of the same thing. Oh, I, f- I feel like the thousand years before the movies was the beginning of the downfall of the Republic. So any time in that time period, I would not call the High Republic. If you're going to use that title. I think it should have just stayed the way it was. Everything prior to the Empire was the Old Republic. And then the Empire and then the New Republic. Was... They're saying this is when the Republic was at its height. Like, yeah, that's 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 the part I don't get because it's it's been established already in even in the new canon somewhat that the like the Sith are already clouding everything at this point. right. But just so because the Sith were clouding it doesn't mean like the Republic itself isn't like well, yeah, that's true. successful. That's true. Yeah. So I mean, for the on the side of the Jedi, well, yeah, sure okay, things probably suck. So, yeah, and all that being said, too. With the apparent destruction of the Sith, maybe that's what maybe that's what they're going with is 
thousand years ago, the Republic, because they're basically, they're at 800 years of peace now. Right. As far as what, basically. right. So maybe it's from like, from so, what they're aware of, it's the height of the Republic, but so really. Yeah. Okay. So see, I haven't had anybody to spitball this with because you guys took so long to read them. Book. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to read the paper. But. <laughs> right, no, I'm just giving you crap. But so yeah, thinking about it that way, that that could it could be because of that, because they have been in basically, you know, besides small system skirmishes here and there, it's been pretty eight hundred years of galactic peace. Which I so I guess let's After go ahead and let, thousands let's thousands of years of right. just wars back and back with the Sith. What are what are some things about the, this book that I guess like I guess bring down our score oh, I, I can God. I can go we're all the republic this is the awesome so such a dumb for, for you me, got a republic that was established 25,000 years ago now you got this leader of it we're gonna bring the whole republic together to, um that was already that so was that's that's already. that's one of the things like I did not like Why? that weird random story arc that was inserted there for like filler it felt like and the investigation part was really well, I don't part remember the investigation filler. part I don't know it's like he's the talking, middle he's talking about the middle part where they're still trying to figure out what, so the bad guys in this in the night hill they're like a, mara- a squad of marauders space they cause, vikings they're basically space vikings they <laughs> cause a they go into the hyperspace and they accidentally they cause a ship that's in the hyperspace to crash, it breaks up, causes a huge destruction. Which is called the parts of it technically called the emergences. They're calling them emergences. It's where parts of the ship are breaking out of hyperspace. Okay. It's like blowing up planets and yeah, stars. Then so like they like exit out of hyperspace, but retaining the speed almost, and just basically becoming yeah, like they're exiting hyperspace at over. They're exiting light speed. Hi- they're they're exiting hyperspace, but they don't have any propulsion or any brakes or anything. Did you ever read the Watch the Boys? No. So imagine if Sonic ran at you like full speed and hit you. No, it's like that. Like, it's like that. It's like the thing in the in one of the like the. It's like when they had the like a, like a fifty the, caliber round coming at well, you. Well, it's kind of like they had. Even if it's imagine a fifty you know, caliber round hitting a watermelon. They just well, they, no because they, they didn't visual, destroy the planet. They showed a visual and like killing a life. They showed a visual in the movies already where they had the um, admiral, uh, let me speak to your manager, running her ship through another ship. Except it's not that amount of damage. It's it's not destroying what it's hitting. It's just okay. So it's the equivalent of having Taco Bell poops hitting the toilet. Yeah, but it was smaller. It was smaller. It's it's like a meteor hitting. Right. So it's like that. That like investigation. So like a shockwave of like a fifty shockwave that's wiping everything out. Yeah. Right. Um, So it's like that investigation part. Like it was. There's a part in the middle where they're still trying to figure out what happened. Yeah, that the first the first part of the book, the first let's say it's divided into like thirds. Like it kicks off right off the, the event of, of the like book is the first thing of the book is the people dealing with the chaos. Right. So no like idea where it came from. you open the book and like they're talking about this transporter ship. Sorry, I got the, I, 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 yeah. I realize that we're talking and then we're like not right. So the beginning all. of the book it opens with this transporter ship and then this thing happens and like everyone just gets yeeted, like done. Um, and then literally picks up with, like, just this event of, like, that ship that got you just, like, starts jumping out of hyperspace and random things and just starts wrecking planets. And basically, it's a catastrophic event. Like, a ton of people are dying. Like, they're trying to get them out of there. 
and like in, and like some people are just being d bags of like you're not getting on my ship like this well, is for me well and at first they're at first they're just trying to blow up the parts of the ship because they don't know what they are they just know that they're things exiting hyperspace that are about to kill a lot of people and they realize that there are people inside some of them oh because the ship was a big cargo ship full of people and stuff some of them did survive somehow. Some of them did survive for weeks in hyperspace. Because they aren't... They also, because it's hyperspace, they're not exiting at the same time. So sometimes they're exiting, like, weeks Instantly, afterwards. yeah. Not, not weeks. Well, they said that the... It could be, like... They're, they so they're not... Ex- they, they talked about that one being in space. So the weeks. ship broke up in hyperspace. Yeah. 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 And so basically that's the whole first part of the book is dealing with, like, this catastrophic event... And it's a really good way of, like, introducing these characters and, like, how the, what, the, like, the point of the Jedi is and what they do for the Republic and kind of, like, how the Republic does things. And it's, like, it's a great, so, like, starting point of introduction. And then it just kind of just, like, dives off into this weird, like, like, for example, like, it, um, what, let's... story? No, I the like, way I'd see this, like, so, like, like imagine if you're watching, like, a cop series, like, like Gotham, right, in, like... There's one episode dedicated to Jim Gordon doing paperwork. So that it, to me, it like I'm, I'm I'm over exaggerating it clearly, but for me, that's what it felt like, and it was really hard. Like I was still engaged, and I was like reading it, but like I wasn't as engaged when like the catastrophic event or like or towards the end. Towards the end, clearly, I'll have, to, I'll have to disagree because like I think this is trying to show like how they're how they discover that these people exist. Because really, they don't know who did this right. for a good third of the book. Right. Well, no, or like no, I said, I'm not saying like half. the entire part was bad. There's just like a good majority of the middle. See, wasn't. I also disagree because that's when it actually started becoming interesting. Because the first part of it, I'm like, okay, cool. When are we going to start stop dealing with this so we can get into the story? Because it's there's not really anything happening except for a big rescue that right but there are ever i'm not saying all of it but there are parts that are really slow in it though but I, I know that's where i'm disagreeing i don't think so because that's all, that's where the meat of the story is i think it i think it was important because it is that it kind of showed like what people like what the response of like most of this most of the galaxy's governments were and it also was a big part of, like, talking about the Night Hill, because before that, you had no idea that right. they so, were. And when, they, when they, we, they were talking about the Night Hill, that was intriguing. I'm just saying, like, everything other than that for the middle for me was just not... You like it? Okay, it's fine. Like, it wasn't terrible. It was like, <laughs> ugh. But it was my least favorite part of the book. And I think it was, sometimes it was hard for me to, like... I think it was showing, like, this tremendous effort that they're putting into, like, trying to figure out, solve this problem. So... I disagree, but that's okay. Right. We can disagree, even though you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like I said, it. Yeah. I like the Nihil part. I liked when they they would they would go to the bad guys, and that stuff was intriguing. But so, I'll have to say, it was it was the other stuff that I was just the, like. The, the it was good. The Nihil, the Marauder Viking. The way the Nihil jumped through hyperspace is very interesting. The, so the the eye, he was probably one of my favorite they characters pro- in the book. So they so. Apparently they jump through hyper. So apparently most like Republic ships go through hyperspace one direction. Apparently the way the Nihil are jumping is like sideways. Um, no, it's. I'd say like a rock skipping. No, everybody's using uh, hyperspace lanes that have been established. Established, yeah. 
the Nihil are not using established hyperspace lanes. That's the difference. Oh, yes, that okay. Difference. So they are jumping from, well, they are going to be coming from multiple directions. What, they have their so own lanes that are... What, what are the parts of these stuff. books that you but guys they're thought... Using, they're using... I don't know if this is a force user or what's going on, but it's this person that's plugged into like their flagship in a sense and is giving this their leader she's like plugged in the shit like doing like some weird matrix some some like plug johnny mnemonic plug-in kind of thing kind of but she's this like frail old lady that has dementia Mm -hmm. oh like basically she's running the she's like some hyperspace savant like she just knows this stuff for some reason i think she's read she's taking it out of like reading it through the force or something we're thinking it's through the force or some kind of innate ability like that at right least. if it's not i'm sure it has to do something with the force yeah. it can't not but but going back what are the what are the parts that you guys didn't I love about the book i think that i think that yeah there was enough stupid of stupid mantra <laughs> they say like we are the first of the flippers I think that it was it's that I got annoying quick. Sorry, man. So no. So the reason I wasn't annoyed by that is because I felt that because I feel like sometimes in, I've been doing a couple corporate jobs that were for people that were like that where they had to repeat stuff. She was very like Wendy's no, no. manager esque. Like she's just like no, no. It was like so. It's the thing that I feel like like the here's the phrase, repeat the phrase thing. Mm-hmm. It happened to me like Sodexo a couple times where I'm just like. Uh, roll, I roll, you know. Like. The, re- the the main reason I have, besides it just sounding dumb and annoying, yeah, the, re- the main reason I have a problem with it is you're too... Okay. They've been in the Republic for a while. It's been a Republic for a very well, long time. It may, yeah, and it does give the feel the feeling that like this it is... It makes the, it feel like they're, they're new. saying this is a... Like the beginning of the. I I agree with that. She definitely also had it made it feel like like they've had just a great war, this great divide recently, and that they're just like trying to make everything new again. Like, yeah, okay, if she was saying that like post Empire, then sure, if then it was makes the sense. New Republic, then yes, it feels but like she just kept her political campaign going even though she won. Hundred years removed from the last major galactic war. Like it also Why like. Are you- Okay, I agree. That's definitely a huge, like, now that you've said it like that. Like, I I heard it and I didn't register that it was dumb. Like, I was like, that's kind of corny. But I didn't register how dumb like it was until you said it. I absolutely, it's probably worse than, I agree. So, that comparing to the investigation part, that is a lot worse. I 100% agree, yes. Now, is it a... This is what we're doing with the Republic as a whole uh, from a creative standpoint, or is this just this leader of the this president of the Republic's thing? Like, there's with because she's wanting to expand the Republic, right? I feel like it's a, so. I, I wonder if it's it's just something they're you. It's it's propaganda that they're using to bring more systems. Into I the think it's I think it's a little bit both. Now, I think it's, it's like it's a that from her standpoint. Yeah, then it. It makes more sense as annoying as that is. It that makes a lot right, more sense. Like but they, they didn't. I don't think they did well. But so they like, didn't do a, a very good job of right. explaining well, what I, that is. I feel like it is. I feel like it is a political. It sounds like a 
it seems like. Mantra that, well, it definitely is a political to, thing. Because they're but. trying to be like, oh yeah, the Outer Rim, that's part of the Republic too. They, they I think they, they, you matter. I think it's both of what you said because like they have this like, like we're star all Americans. This includes you, Texas, right? They have yeah. this star beacon being built, right? So like her <laughs> whole thing is like we are all the Republic because we're building we're all- this. Speaking, I feel like it's so. No, it, it would be more along the lines of we're all Americans. You are too, Puerto Rico or Midway Island. Even you, Florida. Even though you aren't technically right. So I feel like crazy. it's yeah. it's a little bit of both. I think she's like trying to inspire people by like, hey, we're all Republic, even like the so, Outer Rim. It, Look it, at our star beacon. We're doing so good. But I think the way that it came off as is like it definitely has that feel of like we just went through some tragic thing. We're uniting. I, I, I feel like, let, let's say, for example, it feels like the COVID thing of, like, we're all in this together. Yeah, a it's, little bit. It feels like one of those, yeah. Yeah, it feels, it was, it's, it feels like a mantra. It's, it's corny. Like, mm-hmm. It feels like a corny mantra people repeat enough times that they just repeat it now because they, it's, they're tired. I they feel just, like, they've just been beat down enough to repeat it. Right, I feel like what they're trying to do with that is, mantra is trying to make it like the book's version of this is the way, where this is the way is cool. This is just corny AF. It is. I'd say it's a little cheesy. But so I, I yeah, agree with you. I, I would say so. If I had see. to take the investigation over the corniness, I'll take the investigation all the way. The corniness was bad. So I'd say with that. So, should, oh, go ahead. no, and the other thing that I'm not sure where they're going with. They're making. They're also making it sound like the high, hyperspace lanes of that are more of a new thing. Which those have been around for like 10, 15,000 years at this point. Yeah, they didn't, that didn't come across at all. Yeah, it definitely made it feel it, like. It makes it seem like hyperspace like new technology. Really new thing. It's like, like it's oh, only been around for 30 maybe, years. Maybe just open new lanes to the outer rim? Is maybe. That shouldn't make sense. Yeah, I feel like that even then, like. I don't know. At least a thousand or so years, right? Well, way before even, like, the first Sith Wars. I, like I said, that did not go No, because that is true, because, like, during the Old Republic area, they had to use those hyperspace lanes for the Mandalorian and Jedi Civil War. I mean, they're always opening, you know, finding new lanes and establishing new lanes. It just made it seem like the major ones out to the outer rim. Maybe there's new, like, hyperspace technology that recently came out that's just, like, been... They did not been standard, that. but they, they did not, didn't. Whatever they did, they didn't establish that well enough. Like I said, as a guy well, that's who, what I'm saying. who did not read that's those what books, it seems like. I have no idea. I didn't know that wasn't new. Yeah, feels uh, like a piece of that is missing. Uh, well, it, it just comes across. It seems like that. They, right, right. They make it seem like it's new, but they don't say that it is. Steve, that was you. Get your foot away. We get, you're married. Should we get to the? Should we get to the positive stuff now? Yes, yes. Why you should read like the whole? Like, Absolutely. Um, first of all, nine egg soup. Thank yes, you. I. Um, he is. So he is my favorite character. He is my favorite character. As soon as I heard that part, I'm like, you know, I'm driving at work. I'm like, oh man, I need to find five different kinds of eggs and make us like an and like egg, a pepper, egg, like an egg drops, egg drop soup. With nine different kinds of eggs. So, he is... <laughs> it's dumb, because I know like he's not like a huge part of the book. But he's definitely my favorite character like in the book. Old, This old Jedi. Yeah, he's like this old-timey Jedi. He's like, seen it all. He's done it all. He's basically like... 
Pedo, Pedo, right? What? How do you pronounce his name? <laughs> From what? The cook. Petro? Uh, Petro's a truck stop. Petro's a truck stop, but... It starts with a P. Anyways, so basically to break down this Jedi, this character is he's lived long enough to where he's like basically lived a career for every type of career you could have as a Jedi, pretty much. And he's decided to retire on this outpost because they they explain in the book that like when you are at that age, like you can kind of just pick where you want to do and just chill out. And so he picks this outpost and he's just like the coolest dude. He's just a cook. He just likes to hang out. Yeah, he's just chilling, and um, he's this cook, and he's got, like, this Nijmegen soup, and the way he talks is super cool, and then, like, my favorite thing is, like, he's super easygoing, they've got this pet scorched dog, like, even though they're not allowed to have attachments, they're like, he's a part of the team, so, like, it doesn't count, which, that's also one of my favorite characters, um, and so, like, basically, and he's, like, super, like, easy-go-lucky, fun grandpa type of guy, but the moment something dangerous happens... He just switched, and he's just like, "Cool, no, we're I, gonna go beat the crap out of some well, people." Like he went to war mode, and it was the, the coolest the, thing the ever. The point where he went to war mode when they're like, when he's like chasing the guys, he's like, "Well, like he realizes that they're gonna kill somebody," and he like throw, he like jumps up, smashes, starts smashing their attacks back midair, and just like throws his lightsaber. That's amazing, dude. I he was so, so ba in. Like the voice act, like, so I did listen to a little bit of the audiobook, and the way that they portrayed him in the audiobook was even cooler because, like, it said, was. he feels like this happy go lucky grandpa, and like the moment that he gets the news, the voice acting changes, and then it's you're just like, hard. dude, this guy's gonna mess people up. Like, easily my favorite character, um, them in the, the Scorch Dog. So, I like the uh, handful of mentions of Yoda in the book, just a couple of like, yeah, Yoda's around. Kind he's of a, around, but he's off on his own like mission with some young ladies yeah, at the like, time of this story. Basically, they made him like a um, a glorified babysitter. Well, not really. It makes it sound like he's on a, like some kind of a mission. Not right. Just, but I meant not like just, when they like, like offhandly message him like, oh, he's just with younglings. Not, not like teaching younglings in the temple. Right. Like, actually actively running a mission. Um. So other than like my favorite character, gosh, what was his name? Are you looking him up? <laughs> I was trying to find. It. I, yeah, I was trying to find what his name was. I, I think what I also like too is uh, like what Matt was saying is like they really go behind the thought process and like what the Jedi think and how they feel and just kind of like those internal logistics of like how the Jedi work. Like I thought it was super cool as the one Jedi who like tapped into the Force and contacted the all the Jedi to like basically slow down this one piece that was going to go into the sun and, like, yeet the entire, it, like, system. Was it Skeeter? No, it starts with a P. Uh, I'm trying to think of his name. Darn it. Can't think of his name now. Um, so that was super cool. Like, we saw a lot of cool Force powers that... I'm not even seeing a picture for it. I'm looking for Don't really, like, it. mention in, uh, in Star Wars before. So, like, I, I thought that was really cool. It's just, like, her just, like, tapping in the Force and saying, like, everyone, we need to, like slow this thing down and like Yoda and all the Jedi like basically use the force from all over the galaxy to slow this thing down and like push it away from the sun that was so cool I like that was really cool I liked um I liked I think my favorite Jedi character in there right now is Loden Greatstorm I love it I love that character 
that his name is super cool. He's very like well, he's like he's got the cool. He's got this cool aesthetic, like where he's or cool feel, um, where he. Um, one second, I'll read this. One second. Uh, he's got this great feeling where like he he's calm and collected, like he has he knows what his abilities are, but like like when it's serious mode time, like he'll do joke around when it's serious mode time, like he goes into serious mode and it's amazing because the part where he like levitates the guy in the air <laughs> basically like all these people are, fi- are gonna fight him he levitates the guy in the air and drops him and everybody just stops firing they're like yeah maybe we should rethink this <laughs> I'm trying to find him <laughs> that's good that, that is good I was trying to find the name I'm sorry I'm a, I couldn't find it um, I liked how they talked about, they talked a lot about, like, how the Jedi basically are going out on these away missions, um, so they're often alone, and they're, like, trained to, like, do stuff like breathing space, and how their ships are, like, powered by, like, the ship's weapons are unlocked by lightsabers. Like, if you don't have a lightsaber, you can't use the weapons on that ship. Okay, that's make sure, interesting. To make sure that the we- the ship, like, doesn't get used to harm other people. <laughs> so you have to plug a lightsaber into it and activate it to make the weapon system come up. That's... Porter Angle, so that's... Porter Angle, that's it. Porter Angle is the, uh... He's known as the Blade of Bard... Poda, and he's, like, missing an eye. Yeah. Basically, like, imagine, like, this super BA, like, warrior dude who's, like, seen it all has a huge body count under his belt and then he's just like fun grandpa mode now and he's just like I killed a bunch of people he's like, do you yeah, want cake? how about some soup? yeah I'm hungry, I'm hungry. he was <laughs> gosh love that him. was a good character They, I think they also did a really good job with the Nihil like establishing that while they are not there's nothing really extremely special about most of them they're just like so bloodthirsty that they they will stoop to any level to basically win. So there's a point where they're fighting the they're fighting two there's a they're one of their fleets is fighting a republic fleet and they start like they start like doing crazy stuff just to like mess with the other fleet. So the they were dumping cargo from a cargo ship that they stole that had been sitting there for apparently for two months. So the cargo holds whatever it was came out as a gray sludge. And it, like, messes up the other ship because it falls on it and they can't, like, it just, the ship has nothing to counter that. I I love the description no, was, of the Nile. radioactive waste. Yeah. So they were dying from radiation. Yeah. So I, I like but the... But apparently it had been, like, sitting in there kind of hold for weeks. It just left it there. Just like, whatever. I like the, the, the Nile, like, description of, like, each individual fraction or, like, group of them. Like, yeah. they, you... It felt like they were describing the Ravengers a little bit. So they... But in, like, a bad guy sense. And yeah. the dude talking originally, like, when they were all gathering, I really got, like, a Sylvester Stallone type of a feel from him. Like, big, bulky oh guy. Like, Rocky. I got a feel... Which one? You're talking about the, the big guy? The the one with the deep force. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, you do get a good... His... You do get a good sense from him. Um... I, but the eye, he was. Gosh. Yeah. 
Um, I just like I, I at the very towards the end of the book, you realize that he has a he somehow has some kind of tie to the Republic. You don't get his real name, but you know he's using a fake name. Yeah, because he like he screws over he screws them over because like basically in the book it's just like he's very suspicious that like the the three leaders the uh, what are they called? Ty the are they the typhoons? No. Not the story. There was the, they have them ranked. Okay, they have them ranked. It's like they, have weather. Sto- they have a they have like storm as their um, run as their Clouds. motif, basically. Okay. So the leader is the eye of the storm. The I have to find what the other rankings were because there, there was storms, there was clouds, and there was strikers strikes, strikes and then there was like typhoons or tyro tyroids. Uh. Tempest. 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 Sorry, I don't know. I just was saying words. I didn't. You're you're, just, you're mixing words and I'm just saying words. I'm just well, so saying so words whole, and hoping you'd like so strike. The whole, group, the whole Start. group is divided into three tempests. They each have a person called the Tempest Runner, who's the leader essentially of the faction. Sub chief. So basically, what they were doing was like, but they were all individual, so they were all going out individually. Um, towards the end of the book, he basically unites them all. Okay. By killing off one of the Tempests <laughs> and all of his guy, all of the Tempest guys, he basically sacrifices them to make it look like the Republic won. Oh. And so the point of him like killing them off too is like he's very suspicious that the Tempest had something to do with uh, his, his father's, father's death. death. Yeah. So his way of getting revenge is uh, killing them off because he like because he like gives things called paths right. So he's using this lady. And only the eyes allowed to get off paths, and like they have to vote on it. And he's kind of like, he's holding like their Uno reverse card. So like, if he decides, like, if two out of like four or three out of like, basically like, if there's an odd number, he's like the deciding vote on whether like they use paths his or vote, not. His vote basically counts as two, and then yeah. and ties go to him. <laughs> and so he makes a third of whatever so the profit. So it's like they do rules of three, right? So one rule goes to Tempest. A third goes to the crew, and the third goes to the eye. Um, and so basically he uses this power that his dad had in this old lady, and he basically uses the thing that they rely on to make money to basically cause their ships to kamikaze and kill themselves. So they start, they start, he makes their, what essentially is like a warp drive in their ship that they use, that they're using and he causes them all to like activate and randomly jump around in this fight. So it looks like it's something they're doing, but they're starting to kamikaze each other and they're blowing up Republic ships. And themselves. And themselves. Yeah, and they basically leave it off where it's just like, um, cause at first they're like, oh cool, he's like teamed up with the Republic kind of, and then there's in there, and then they leave off the book at the end where like, that's not the case at all, that he's not only had issues with like, the Nile, but he's also got like he hates the grievances Nile. with the Republic as well. So it turns out the leader, the, the the leader guy, basically wiped out a third of his army to make the rest of his army unite. He also kidnapped one of the Jedi. He all, and he's basically and he's basically rallying his guys to wipe out the entire Republic. Like he's he's trying to grow his organization to a point where it's 
almost like a opposite of the Jedi Order. These marauder is the, these marauders. The opposite of the Jedi Order would that be Sith? No, 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 not in this case. I'm saying like to try to like oppose what the Jedi Order. He's he's for he's opposing the Republic. So basically, he's just like he's trying to become the counter government. He's trying to become the so in this the Jedi Order it seems like kind of a kind of like a paramilitary force where they're not really associated with the they're Republic. They're like the UN. Well, they're not... No. So they're not... They are not themselves like You're right, a they're branch useful. of the Republic. They're kind of a separate organization. They're not a political entity at all. Yeah, they're not a political entity at all. They're not really a military of the government. They're they like... They never were. So like a, the Red right. Cross kind of... But they kind of feel like the like the Red Cross, but with... Gu- like if the Red Cross <laughs> decided to carry guns. <laughs> if like the Red Cross were like murdering monks... No. Kind of. Well, so, like, mm. they, they're, like, they are peacekeepers, I guess but, like... I murdered, but they I mean, don't, they don't. So I'm just... With, with the, the Red Cross with the ability to main and murder someone. I'll if, have to say with my, like, <laughs> I do, like I said, my limited book experience. Um, a lot of times with, like, the, in, like, some of the movies, it seems like they use the Jedi as, like, part of the government. Where they are very, se- they seem very separated in this book. Uh, they always were separate. But they Red seem movies. more separated. Some... I'm saying they're more separated than that. They seem yeah. more separated. Like, well, they... from the time that the Jedi left Tython and joined the Republic, they were still yeah. separate. Right. Well, they just did a really good job of like drawing that line of separation where it kind of seemed like if you don't know anything about Star Wars, it, that line is very blurred. But they did a really good job at, like, if you don't know anything about the Star Wars lore or anything like that. They explicitly state in the movies that they are not. I know. But, like, if you're, I'm just saying, like, if you're not a fan, like, this book does a good job of, like, showing exactly what that line is. I'm saying they draw a lot more of a clear distinction than they do in some of the movies. They really go in the depth of, like, the role the Jedi play, what they do, and, you know. And they also made the Jedi seem very, like... I guess not so like harsh and strict as they came off in the movies, you know, because like them allowing to have a pet, even though that's definitely like a no, no, but they're just kind of just like, we like him. So he's part of the team. Wink, wink. Well, backwater outpost. I know, but you know what I'm saying? Like in general, like there's also a part in the end where it's heavily implied that there are two Jedi that are getting together. Yeah. There's definitely like some. Yeah. Heavily implied, not they're they're swinging sabers. Well, not necessarily. Okay, I mean, they 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 fancy each other for sure. It does seem that they have formed an attachment, which is supposed to be a thing they don't do. Right. Well, and also like and also like a really good thing too is like they like you know a thing they do in the movies too is like they talk about fear, but like when he like got shoved off the cliff, like the. He was very talking about, like, he had a lot of fear because he's going to die, you know, and just, they really, like, humanized the Jedi and not made him perfect, where sometimes they tend to do that sometimes, like... Yeah, I think they, I think they made it seem like they have a lot, they, I'll give it a comparison, they're like wizards in D&D, they have a lot of great power, but it does seem like there is a limit to that, like, once they run out, it's going to be a little rough. Yeah. I mean, the movies have done a good job at that, but like I said, it just seems like they're kind of just like always the ace in the hole where they seem to have a little bit more vulnerability in the book, in this book at least. Like, if you've never picked up a Star Wars book before and you picked up this one, it does a really good job of... 
Just just like the uh in the yeah. The invulnerability, it looks invulnerability like they, they had when they were gunned down by normal troopers. They well, well uh, I'm just saying like if you didn't know anything about it okay, and you decided so to in the second movie they have this they're swarmed by this surround like this swarm of robots fighting them and like two of them go down. Yeah, they do go down by with troopers, but they show like two of those, two people, and they're alone. But with this they show like, oh, even as a group one of these guys can die pretty easily. Yeah. A little miscalculation. I just feel like that's always been shown. I think they... In movies, I don't know. TVs, I got a better feeling. I got a different feeling from this. Uh, but the book just does a better good at like laying that out. Better good, yes. Is, is what or we're saying. Better, yeah, better what good. I'm saying is it doesn't do a better, better job. Good. It just does more of the same thing that's always been happening. I think they... Because they've fully established that in... Visual. I mean, I we're, we're not saying it says it's established. It's just like this. They, it, it does a better job okay. conveying that and communicating. I'm, I'm just saying it. Uh, I don't think it does a better job of it. it it's just, the, they, it's, uh, it just it just furthers that. Let me, it's it's let, reiterating things. Let me reiterate, I feel like it communicates it a little bit better. Allow me to rephrase this a little bit. Uh, they make these feel like they're actually like some kind of space warriors, and they are like, but they're human. They're or whatever race they are, they're like... They're not immortal. They're not immortal space wizards. They are very humanized, like, in this, where it shows, like, they have fears, they have flaws, they have stuff that, like, they really show, good, like, a good amount of character for all these Jedi that they do show. Yeah. And they show some that are, like, some of them are ar- a little too arrogant. And you're like, oh, this is gonna... Like, you did really good right now, but this might blow up in the future. Yeah, and some of them just, like... like if you had played, soon. like, a lot of the storylines through um, Star Wars The Old Republic, the yeah. game, you would, you would see exactly what you're describing. Right. right, no, yeah, and they bring a lot of that in there, you know, because, like, there's a lot of romance between Jedi and Jedi in The Old Republic, and it, it it's nice that, like, they're not so strict and, like, stiff about it. I don't know. See, see what, what did you like about the book? There's a fun story and a timeline that we haven't seen anything from yet. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Who's your favorite character? It depends on what they do with the, the rest of it. Of the, yeah, to finish the story. Right. Because the story's not, definitely not. Right. No. Because I think the second book drops this week. It's a. It's definitely a good setup story for like all this. Yeah. Like the continuation of this week? Huh? What the heck? That's really fast. That was really fast. Really well, fast. it's a different author, so it's I suppose. simple. Right. So who is your favorite character? Uh, I don't know. Probably the, the old dude. I can't think of his name. Or Petra, whatever. Why do you keep... I don't no, know. It's not... You just keep throwing out names. Bro. I... It doesn't I even... Do you even know what Petra was? I, 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 I just had it. I know you did. Porter. 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 Yeah. Porter. Yeah. Porter Angle. Yeah. Or Angle or however you say that guy's name. Um, him or actually it's probably um, oh, okay. I'm trying to think of that. Silas was fun too. Loden Great Storm. I think I like yeah, that's that character. What, that's the guy I like too. I like that they portrayed him. Well, because he's like a he's like this master that's 
he's got this guy that he's trying that's trying to become he's a knight, right? At this point? He's trying to become master? No. No not, not him. He's already No, I know no. His he the guy under him. He's a knight, right? At the, no, he's not yet. Oh no, he's becoming a knight, sorry. Yeah, his he's master said he was gonna get set up so he could be knighted, but he's he's the one that got captured. So yes. that got no, no, I'm just that trying to. I'm, on the I was trying to make sure I have the thing right because, because I like the relationship. I still I like the relationship of him like with his apprentice where he's yeah. where he's like, okay, you didn't do so good at that falling from heights thing, <laughs> so I'm gonna go push you off the tallest building in the Republic. I I loved how he just tapped in the force and he's just like, boom. <laughs> he's like, and then like he falls all the way down and he catches him because he doesn't do it right. He's like. Well, he didn't do so good, so we'll try that again later. <laughs> basically, he just throws him into impossible situations. Like, he's like basically he's pushing him into a series of deep ends. <laughs> like, just it's, it's basically he's, he's like, like a mama bird throwing the kid out of the nest. Hey, fly! He's, he's like, hey, I'm real proud of you. Bounced hard there. Try better next time. He's he's, he's definitely he's got that like, he's like I'm really proud of you. Um, hey, look at that that bird over there. Yeet. Shove. <laughs> there was a point where he's like doing something with the force, so he has to so he has to focus. So he's like, "Hey, protect me from all this laser fire, okay? Okay." But so, hey, you real, see that giant raincore? You have to crawl inside of it and live. My my real favorite character that appears in this book, Yoda. Cop <laughs> out. Cop out. Cop out. <laughs> I liked Marshawn Rowe as well. Like if I, Marshawn Rowe's an interesting character. I thought they did really good for him as a bad guy. Yeah. What? So, uh, no. what time is it? Well, how how long? Right now it is um, hammer time. I was trying not to say like how long have we been recording without like saying we've been recording for an hour and fifty one minutes. We're in a pretty good spot. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't. I guess we'll. That's not true. Oh. Continue. I guess you could just edit that part out. We've been recording for 97 and three-thirds minutes. I don't know, because it's two separate files. Oh. We're... We're good. Just, we're just, doing, just edit all this we're out. We're fine for... No, I'm not going to, because that takes time. We're fine. We're good, we're good. No worries, man. You just... Cut. We're fine. I mean, <laughs> maybe say something racist. That'll be I, I should. <laughs> I just want a good clean file, but whatever. Um, well, screw you. Quality, but whatever. Hey, uh, Light of the Jedi. Let's We're get back not to that. anywhere near the ten minute shenanigans. Fair, fair. Threshold. I guess. So we're good. I didn't bring the shenanigans jar. I forgot it. But um, no. So I, where you have like thirty or forty off, minutes of shenanigans no, before you actually start talking about stuff? No, we have a no. shenanigans jar. Shenanigans is too long. <laughs> like a swear jar oh yeah it actually was a swear jar but now it's, now it's a shenanigans jar. jar um anyway so yeah the high republic i think it's definitely like <coughs> if you like sci-fi if you like fantasy if you like star wars um i don't think this book is going to disappoint you at all I, it's really not a disappointing book it's a fun read for sure you know and i did both i read also in the hard version and in the audio version so both are extremely enjoyable, honestly. So, I really like, like the audiobook. I really if if you're it. so if you're somebody that enjoys, you know, 
the uh, podcast. Disney, and... No, the Disney Plus series like Mandalorian and thing, and are looking forward to those others coming out. There is a series coming out set in this time period, so it might pique your interest a little more to try to read some of the books set here too, right? Because it it will be a good launch pad for the uh, Acolyte series that's coming out. Yeah, honestly, it this book is fantastic. I think if you're a fan of, like I said, if you're a fan of Star Wars, this book is definitely like a grab it and read it. You know, and the price point's not bad. Like the hardcover I got is like. 20 bucks. bucks like it was yeah it was like 18 dollars like 20 dollars after tax and i'm like sure that. a paperback it's a, it's a it's a normal length book it's about 370 or so pages right yeah and the um audible Three, is uh 13, 13 hours and and yeah, yeah it's it's, it's so if you joke you get two credits so bump too and so well i got two hmm. I it depends on what you pay for Apparently, if you jump back in, maybe they give you a bonus one. Because I I canceled my subscription when I jumped back in. They had two for me. So. Oh, I don't know. I but, get one a month. Oh well, maybe I'll just get one next. Maybe this. Maybe they start out with two, or maybe they, I don't know what they do. But all I know is I got for the price that I paid. There's different tiers. For the price that I paid, I got two, and I probably use it. So the other one for the another book from this series because I really really liked it. Yeah, no, and uh Yeah, no. <laughs> it's 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 no, a good yeah. so it's it's an easy read, so it's yeah, not yeah. like it's not gonna drag on and it's not no. hard to get involved yeah, yeah, in. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no. And um Yeah, no. So it's easy read. You know? It's also like an easy listen too. So like you could you know, if you're like Matt and you have a job where like you have the liberty to listen to podcasts and audio formats, it's a really good way to kind of just like keep your yourself entertained while you're dredging through work or on a long drive and it's or like uh, a job like steve and i have and you can listen to that book in a day yeah it's it's fantastic it's definitely worth read and i definitely uh i recommend it so yeah um the second book into the dark comes out well came out on tuesday february 2nd Um, I'll have to say that Audible decided that I wanted to be a premium plus subscriber when I said that I wanted uh, so you can have two credits a month yeah it looks like I get one credit a month after this Um, I don't have the premium plus gold or whatever the two credits one is uh, a little more but not a bad deal Um, I'd say it's cheaper to buy a month of Audible than to buy this book, so I'd definitely check that out if you are checking it out. Oh my gosh, that is terrifying. So, you chose a nice big gator skull. Yeah. That's a lot of Florida right there. That's Florida. Did Florida become Australia all of a sudden? <laughs> Florida and Australia aren't real. Neither is the moon. We've just we've established this. Okay, no, maybe they're all the same place. Yeah. Anyways, okay, so I definitely say check this book out um, if you get a chance to. Yeah, and I guess if you have review, like if you have read it, I guess uh, we made a post on our Instagram. Go ahead and tell us in the comments there and what you uh, what you think about the book. Yeah, tell us what you think. Either go to Instagram, go to Facebook, check it out. Yeah, let us know. Um, anyway, so that has been our first official book club book. Uh, Star Wars The High Republic. We've given you a review, all that stuff. We thank you guys for listening to us as always. Don't forget to check out our website, uh, 
you know. Yeah, check out our website, check out our Facebook, check out our Instagram. Communicate with us. Check out the Midweek Nerdy News Break every Wednesday in the morning. At night. No, just in yeah. the morning. 845. Every, 8.45 every Wednesday. Or you can also check out Nice Radiant Gaming. We stream games, mostly Warzone lately. Uh, lately right after midnight on Sundays. Back. We will be jumping back and forth in games again. We jump back and forth. We've just been playing it lately. We got to get back to Star Citizen sometime. We really do. And mm. Daisy. Maybe play some Overwatch. Maybe some Overwatch Maybe as well. Some Overwatch. Yeah, that Overwatch is all for sure. Yeah. Anyways, especially since I have it on PC now. Yeah. Again, this has been a review of Star Wars: The High Republic. Thank you for tuning in to Comic Talk Six One Six. I am Jake, aka Lord Facetat. I am Matt, aka the worst, aka the Moonbearer. <laughs> I'm Steve. I'm Dave. You guys have a good rest of your week. See you later. Bye. Matt, did you tell them about the murdering of the children yet? That's what you like to do, man. All you lackeys, shut up. <laughs>